welcome to episode 38 of the Film Yak Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. JR. And this week we're here to talk about Jonathan, long lost co-host of our podcast, his pick, Andre Tarkovsky's 1975 film. 75, right? Yeah. The Mirror, or Mirror, or Zerakula, or whatever the fuck it's called. Zerkalo. <laughs> Zerkalo in Russian. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about other stuff we watched. And uh, right now, well, I guess I'll, I'll say how are you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. I walked four miles this morning. Jesus. Yeah. It's very hot. <laughs> I know. Huh. I know that firsthand. Okay. Yes. Because somehow, some way, like, the last time I did this was like, you know, last Saturday. And I went out at like 10 in the morning. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck am I doing? It's entirely too hot, too humid. So next time, I'll go earlier. Somehow, going two hours earlier, it was hotter. And it was more humid. Yeah. I mowed the grass at 6 a.m. Mm. on, like, Wednesday. And it was, it was like, 85 already. Yeah. <laughs> By 8, it was, like, yeah, 90. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, and now we're getting, like, you know, living in southern Louisiana, you get used to hurricanes, but now it's, like, get our mid-afternoon hurricane. Yeah, yeah. Somebody could just spit in the air, and all of a sudden, half of the town will flood. So So. I've been really grateful for that, because every day, my yard gets, you know, wet again, so I don't have to go outside and mow the lawn, you know. I use it as an excuse. I use other people's misfortune as an excuse to not mow the lawn, for sure. I have, uh, my lawn takes about two minutes to mow, like literally, right. and, but I still don't mow it ever. <laughs> I still let it get like three feet tall before I get out there. Well, you have That's like, what are those like, those plants that are like around the tree that like you don't actually, it's not like grass, so you don't have to cut it? No, mine's grass. Really? And a small patch of grass. Okay. In the front. The backyard. The backyard is like a, a nightmare of like plant growth. So I just right. Alone. <laughs> right. It doesn't seem to be getting taller or anything. So it's like I'm fine with it. Just like right. lock, lock the back door. And never yeah, go outside. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't use the I outside. I haven't seen your back yard. We don't. We don't go there. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I opened them today for the first time in like six months. <laughs> no, I opened them because our power went out, so I need light in the to like change diapers and stuff and it was uh it's pretty heinous out there but <laughs> no, it doesn't really look that bad I mean, it's okay. but anyway uh i could just see that as being like some kind of like cohen brothers comedy like you open it your eyes widen and then you close them again yeah <laughs> i sprayed weed killer back there but it kills all it kills the weed for like a, a day or two and then it comes back right yeah i mean after you spray you gotta like Go pull shit out and yeah, like, come right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought about digging up my entire yard and just getting rocks, like an Arizona yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. That's, That's cool. cool. That would be cool. But yeah. I think everyone would be Oh, like in your front? Yeah. Uh, it would yeah, be yeah, yard, yard, rock. <laughs> Cactus. You should pull it up and put sand down like a Zen garden. Right. It would be tough to maintain yeah. any sort of like non-grass and the weed grass. garden because the grass and the weeds are going to grow through. Well, it's <laughs> with the salt. 
Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like extra bad. You just put acid and shit in there. You just like my dad told me you know what my dad told me to do? Burn it, then salt it. My yeah, dad yeah. my dad told me he says if you wanna really get rid of their weeds, just pour gasoline everywhere. Nothing will grow. <laughs> like, Might I'll, lose your health. I have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean He uses gasoline to kill wasps. Like he'll take a cup of gasoline and like works. throw it on a wasp nest. They all just die instantly. Everything dies. Yeah. yeah. Gasoline is huge severely toxic <laughs> to everything imagine that <laughs> yeah. right it's great um yeah that was why in chain reaction they didn't want keanu reeves to you know do that whole water engine thing uh-huh. they were like no man what are we gonna kill wasps with exactly right exactly Wait, was that a spoiler for chain reaction I don't think so. I haven't seen that's, that that's in the first uh, okay. twenty minutes. Yeah, so like the conceit of the film has nothing has very little to do with that. It's about yeah, yeah. the government, you know. Uh, it's like that movie, The Water Engine. Have you seen The Water much, Engine? No. no, it's a TV movie from the seventies about a guy who creates an engine that runs on water, and they, the government tries to kill him. Okay, or not the government? Maybe like the gas companies. I don't probably know. probably everybody. Company. Everybody's trying to kill. Like them. especially back then with like yeah. the gas crisis. Exactly, they're like, exactly. You can't do this. We're already not making any money. Yeah. So fuck you. Wasn't right. this the plot of Mosquito Coast? No, he makes an ice machine. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's not a little different. And it, it's not to like help the world. It just it's makes ice because it makes ice using a chemical reaction. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like any kind of actual oh, power, like he just. He like he used like ammonia and something else, and he mixes yeah. them together, and it creates ice. I don't know. Yeah, sounds it's, like poison ice. Pretty goofy movie. Well, he uses it to cool things, not really to like eat or anything. Yeah, so. yeah, fine. Yeah, deal he with uses it. Uses it to freeze bad guys. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess like once you make the ammo- ammonia ice, then you can freeze regular ice, you get regular water oh, to make regular ice. Touche. That's good. That's a good point. But down in South America, you'd probably still have to like boil the water. Yeah. Then freeze it. Boil the uh, uh, parasites out of it. Yeah, yeah. And the piranhas. And... Yeah, you boil the piranha out of the water. <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw the other day there was like a resurgence of those uh, Chuck Norris memes. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. And I was like, somebody needs to do that with Werner Herzog. No, they don't. They, they just well, stop it altogether. Just, well, I mean. Just get know. get rid of it. That kind of... That kind of uh, you know, it's like that's like shit. My brother is into. It's like, my, my brother's a bartender at a at a strip at a strip club. He's just really like he's like a big bro, you know. Uh, he uh, Bros he, are he, the Herzog memes. no <laughs> Norris memes. Norris memes. My brother doesn't know who Herzog is, right? I'm sure, even though I probably told him about him. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Let's get into this Dumbo trailer. <clears throat> yeah, um, which dropped earlier this week, and Kevin just couldn't contain himself. He had to post it on our blog. Actually, That's didn't right. Finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, this is he needs to. This stop. is directed by uh, Timmy B. Yeah. Timmy B. And uh, it stars people. I don't know who it's in it. Who's in it? Is it's got like it? Colin Farrell and uh, yeah. Danny DeVito and Michael Keaton and of some course. other people too. Of course, it has Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito in it. Right. He's got yeah. a, he has to create the illusion that he's the old Tim Burton. That's right, yeah. Without actually, um, you know, stopping working for Disney. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I watched uh, about maybe 15 seconds of this thing on mute on Facebook, so I don't really <laughs> yeah. know much about it. I thought the elephant looked pretty good, surprisingly. I thought it was going to be more cartoony. It looks like a real elephant. Yeah, yeah. Except with big ears. And big blue eyes. Yeah. Then it will fly. So it'll probably feel like a cartoon again. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. I haven't seen the original Dumbo, actually. It's, uh, 
I'm surprised. Like the run time know, is it's like right up your one minutes or no, something. it's like 48 no, at the most. It's 60. It's, it's over 60. It's gotta, I. It's got to be longer than that. Oh, there we go. Uh, I can hear myself better now. Um, well, yeah, 48. Are you serious? No, he's it's, re- it's real. <laughs> he's this says 64. Yeah, it's 64. Okay, okay. What's the runtime of the original? That's 64. 64. Oh, 64. The okay. new one will be two and a half hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, guaranteed. That's that's horrible. <laughs> I'll bet money. In fact, if anybody wants to take bets, two hours twenty plus. No, hmm. guaranteed. All right. Well, I'll take the bet. <laughs> two, I'm going ten bucks. Two twenty. Twenty. All right. Yeah. No, two, ten bucks. Ten, ten bucks. bucks. Okay. <laughs> There's no way. It's easy. No. Easy. It's not I, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes north of 240. Oh, no. Let's let's see how long. Let's see how long the uh, please God, the Alice no. in Wonderland movies Three are. Three hours of Dumbo. The, the Alice in Wonderland movie is long as fuck. That's why I know <laughs> this. The first one. Alice in Wonderland has like. Right, sorry, maybe I went into this without all the <laughs> show. No. All right. So the first Alice in Wonderland movie is only 108 minutes. That's <gasps> an hour and 48 minutes. Still too long. Well, yeah. This will be 220 guaranteed. <laughs> Did he do the second one? No, he didn't do the second one. Oh, okay. Right. Good, good for him. Yeah. yeah, right. Fuck him. Is it the same story <laughs> and idea and everything? As far as I no, it's not the same story and idea. There are no people in the original, are there? No, I mean like there's a person around. I'm sure. Are there six? Different I don't think they're going to be any... played by Colin Farrell and <laughs> well, Danny DeVito. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they're. Uh, they clearly have to expand the story in order to make it a live yeah. action movie. But uh, I mean, I don't think there's going to be any like racist crows in this one. <laughs> So uh, that's yeah, fucked up. There should be because this is if it's a true remake. Danny DeVito and Colin Farrell have to be the racist, <laughs> right. bite the bullet, and be the put the blackface on. Right. When was the last time you guys gave a fuck about Tim Burton? Uh, Never. Okay. Edward I like I like probably. I like Ed Wood quite a bit, but I've only seen it once, so I don't know. Yeah, probably. Uh, I remember liking Sleepy Hollow oh, a lot when okay, I was yeah, when yeah. I was in high school. We saw school. Sleepy Hollow at the theater and it was a blast. Right, it, it was. I need to watch it again though because it's been like it's a very good movie. Probably well, ten years. Yeah, it's been a while. Last time I saw it was very good. Yeah, right. It's been a long time. Who knows? When I saw Corpse Bride, when I was not Corpse Bride, uh, when I saw Big Fish when I was fifteen, mm-hmm. I was way into it, and then by like eighteen, I was way way not into it. Right. I remember they had Peter Gabriel in the trailer, and I'm like, hey, I should check this out. And then I'm like, what the fuck is this? I remember Coraline was pretty decent. Coraline's good. That's not yeah. good. He didn't do that. that was, oh, that's Henry not Selleck. Oh, wow. Henry Selleck, yeah. Well, Henry Selleck was basically the guy who directed uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, gotcha. Tim Burton like came up with the story and like produced it, but like, like a lot of the stuff that went into Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. had was not done by Tim Burton. So yeah, Tim Burton was just the famous. Credit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and he, he was the name for marketing purposes. He's like yeah, uh, yeah. Tarantino's Rolling Thunder Pictures. A dick. Yeah. Right, right. Just puts his name on stuff, and then they get re-released so, yeah, on probably uh, Sleepy Hollow. SVHS. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. Maybe I don't yeah. know. But even then, I don't think I was like considered him a great filmmaker. Although I was like what fourteen or something when that movie came right, out. So. Right. Um. Anyway, yeah, this movie uh, I couldn't give a fuck about this uh that's why i didn't put it on the on the blog thanks kevin dirty up dirty up our blog a little bit <laughs> you guys ever played, uh, anyone here ever played odds no odds it's where someone uh someone challenge you challenges you basically to do something and uh you each pick a number or you pick the person who's been challenged picks the number one through 99 based on like how much they would not want to do it so mm-hmm. if i said uh john odds that you have to go see Dumbo when it's released, you would probably say 99, and then we would each like choose a number, someone would count us down, be like three, two, one, and we'd each say the number, 
And if we say the same number, you'd have to go see it. I see. No. If you say the same number, if if you if you guys will say the same number, only he has to go see it. Yeah, because he lost. Mm. So it'd be like if game. I say odds, you have to go see Jumbo, <laughs> and then we said the same number. It's like that's like I win, he loses the challenge, he has to go. Oh, because you're guessing his number essentially. Yeah. How would you? But I mean, so it's like odds are I'm not going to go see this movie. It's like one out of so the chances, but you got to pick one out of ninety nine. You don't have to no, know. Like so, if, if someone like odds ten. Yeah. So well, if you if someone said to me, "Hey, uh, Jr., do you like odds? You have to drink a Dr Pepper." I'd be like uh, two. You know, zero, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, because I, I loves, want, got I one want right a now. Dr Pepper. That's Dr Pepper, is it not? Come it's on. actually a no? Pib, Pib uh, Extra. Oh, Ugh. fuck you, <laughs> Pib. Hey, hey, Pib is good, man. No, it's hey, not. I stopped at the gas Pib's station on disgusting. the way here. They had it's... Pib. I was like, I never. I'm in South Louisiana, <laughs> I don't see Pib anywhere. So I got it mis- some. It's not Mister Pib anymore. No, it was rebranded like 15 years ago. Where have you been on this, dude? Pib Extra. I don't drink this piss water that you and I fucking drink Dr. Pepper. If I drink Dr. Pepper, I barely drink that anymore. Jonathan can vouch though. No 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 greater uh no greater drinker of Dr. Pepper has existed than I. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he was like a wine drinker. He would like he would like like swish it in his mouth. <laughs> I used to have, like, you, could, you walk into my room at my dad's house, spinning, and it was just, like, swallow. a sea of empty cans. So you're, like, the French elitist of Dr. Pepper drinkers. You're like, <laughs> I was. I'm not doing any off-brand Dr. No, Pepper, exactly, no exactly. diet Dr. Pepper. No, I was, like, the quintessential middle-class kid. Yeah. Like, computer in his room, TV in his room, sea of infinite drinks. Yeah. Cans. Empty cans. <laughs> yeah. I drink four or five a day. It was gross. Now, now, now. This is when I'm, like, 14, 15. I don't drink Dr. Pepper anymore. I wasn't judging you. I don't have anything in my house anymore <laughs> no like judging. that. So, like, when you got a hold of a bottle of Dr. Pepper, was that like, oh, this is a treat that I'm allowing myself? What or, kind of bottle? You know, like a plastic, a plastic no, bottle or fuck, like a glass plastic bottle? Plastic bottles are disgusting. <laughs> Mexican Dr. Pepper, do they do this? No, the best kind of, they do I now. Wish. They do now, oh, but they, they didn't now. back then. Oh, yeah. The best kind of Dr. Pepper is any Dr. Pepper that's over ice is good. So like it, it doesn't matter All where it Dr. came Pepper from. Okay. If it's over okay. ice, it's delicious. If okay. it's straight, like Dr Pepper from a bottle, like that you get at the gas station, is it's good for like the first sip, and then it's disgusting. Pepper on the rocks. Yeah, you gotta get pepper on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to, you can't handle the strength. You have to water it down. No, it's not. It's not about the strength, asshole. Okay, <laughs> it's not about that. It's about you know what I'm talking about. You drink like a room temperature Dr Pepper. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I it doesn't feel rot like... the teeth good. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't rot the teeth as good. It's a, it's... I used to go to restaurants when I was a kid, and I'd be like, I want Dr. Pepper, no ice, because I didn't want... Oh, no. I, I just want... It's like, don't take I, liquid from me. Right, I want right, as much right. as... Right. Don't but, displace the, the good stuff with ice. And it just... It seems now I can now tell like, you're a Seinfeld uh, fan. I am, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it seems now like uh, like the mixes they have, they, they just like taste better with ice. You ever, you ever put... <laughs> You ever put coffee creamer in there? No, that <laughs> sounds like a bad idea. It's amazing. <laughs> put a little half and half in your Dr. Pepper with ice. God, I can't even imagine how many <laughs> listeners we just lost from this disgusting idea. Like, fuck your body. Like, no, it's oh. so good. <laughs> fuck your I teeth. used to do it. I used to buy half and half and keep it in my fridge and make oh the drink God. at home. I did it as a joke at first. We were at Jason's Deli, and I, and I was trying to piss my mother off. 
So I was like, I was like, I'll just do something really like weird and disgusting. And I put coffee creamer in my Dr. Pepper, and I was like, this actually tastes really good. <laughs> she got really mad at me, but I kept doing it. Kind of like a Dr. Pepper float, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It tastes yeah. like a Dr. Pepper float, yeah. okay. except without the sweetness of the ice cream, uh, which you don't need. It's delicious. You it's like creamy Dr. Pepper. It's amazing. Did everyone do that at restaurants? Just like something to piss your mama? Because. I had a thing where we would get cheese fries at the restaurant, and I would pull the cheese off my fries, ball the cheese up, and dip it in ketchup <laughs> just because it would freak my mom out. Cheese apple. <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> so, I mean, do are, you guys are not you like, put, Are you like John over here? Like, hey, this is actually pretty good. I mean, was it's, it good? It's fine because, right. <laughs> like, I was dipping the cheese fries in ketchup anyway. Right, I'd right. Okay. Take away the fries. But that's right. honestly that's weird. I wouldn't dip cheese fries yeah. in ketchup. Right. Oh really? No. I don't know. Cheese that's... fries are good by themselves. Cheese and fries. Maybe some ranch. Maybe. Yeah, so I'll, I'll do the ranch. Sometimes I'll do the gravy. Oh, oh no, the OG is disgusting. No, I think it depends. It depends on the ranch. Where are we talking about? I don't know. But you're over here judging Chelsea's? gross things. You put cream. Yeah, but Chelsea's is gone. Where are we talking yeah, about? But uh, I mean, chimes. Chimes. Okay. Oh, chimes. Right. Right. Ate there a lot as kids. Right. Hmm. I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's good to cheese fries, and I just went there last weekend. Walk-ons. Yeah, they get the waffle fries. Yeah, yeah. The waffle cheese fries? Have you been there? With the banana peppers? You don't yeah. like it? I like the Londoner. You don't like the cheese fries at walk-ons? I've never had the, I've never had the cheese fries at walk-ons, okay, but I don't, walk-ons. Go to, I don't go to walk-ons. Is it like because it's, it's rivals? Rival? Yeah. Yeah. Rivalry? Sorry. Yeah. Is that an actual rivalry? Yeah, they uh, those guys worked at the chimes, oh, and then they shit, really? left with a bunch of recipes and uh, oh, employees. Oh man, sorry, it's fucked up. <laughs> I won't eat. Th- I won't fine. eat there anymore. No, I I just uh, I'm missing something. I here. typically like, don't. His like family their food. owns the chimes. Yeah, sorry. Oh, he's the prince. prince? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm one of the chimes princes. Chimes. <laughs> wow, <laughs> and Parans too, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And there's several of us. Well, shit, man. I, I don't get free food there, so oh, don't. All right, it's not that. It's not very. You exciting. don't. No. Are you serious? I am serious. Well, actually, that makes sense. My, okay. my uncle. I don't my, work there. My, uh, I don't my wife's uncle owns a restaurant, mm. and we go there every time we go to Lafayette, and we pay every time. It's really huh. weird. I was just no, like, I mean, Why don't you just give us food for free. We we're related. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, you got I mean, not that I I don't ever pay for anything. It's always like her aunt or something pays for everybody. But right, you know. Well, that's the thing too. Like if. You know, somebody else owns the restaurant. Like, unless they're there, like twenty four seven, like they don't know when you're coming. So, like, well, he's always they, there. Okay, when we're, when we're there. <laughs> All right. Well, that's no excuse. It's like, you know, like my mom and daddy for free because they actually own the place, right? And they work there, but I don't mm. work there. Well, it's like my okay. I, have, I had a friend in high school whose dad owned a, an overhead garage door installation company. And they had a he had a contract to refill his trucks at this local Texaco that was in Baker, and so my friend could take his car over to this Baker gas station and just sign his name and get free gas. That's cool. Yeah, that's. Awesome. I was always pissed yeah. off about it too. I was always like, man, <laughs> is that fuck Logan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to have arguments about. it. I was like, this isn't fucked up that you're able to do this. Dude, give me some free gas. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is not this is not okay that you're able to do this. Like, and you should feel bad about it, but he would not feel bad about it. <laughs> so I wouldn't was, uh, feel bad about it. I wouldn't either, but I felt bad. I felt mad at the time. <laughs> is this a movie podcast? No. Oh, right. Maybe yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on to what we watched. We wanted banter. <laughs> Just like, Jr. Oh, wait, is uh, losing, losing control over here. Uh, let's move on to what we watched. 
Uh, Jonathan hasn't been here in weeks, so we he's going to hurry start. before the storm hits. Okay, <laughs> before the power goes out here too. <laughs> Actually, our power was just restored at my house. So okay, I'm about to text this to uh, my wife, and she's going to get really mad. I watched a bunch of trash, so this is going to be pretty interesting. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually going to comment on Ricochet. I really hated that movie. Um, I saw you rated that with like I one. I didn't like it at all. I, that's all. How one, about one the uh, how about the, the 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 gladiatorial <laughs> match though in the prison with Jesse? That the was body that, that was yeah yeah. And I like Denzel in it. The phone book armor. You gotta yeah. love that. <laughs> I did like Denzel, um, but dude, that ending was. Some of the worst shit I've ever. I seen. agree. I told like, you that before. Yeah, it's like the the ending is the worst part of the movie. Yeah. It all kind of falls apart at the end there. But anyway, I watched uh, great film. Otherwise, we watched X Men Apocalypse. Oh, nah. that's an interesting choice, <laughs> man. Um, and I remember this being good when I saw it in the theater. No, you remember? I remember distinctly walking out of the theater with you and you saying, "Is all right?" <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm like, so I'm like, I want to rewatch it. Thinking, sure, you know, I remember it, liking it, whatever. This is terrible. How is the dust beheading? Everything so cool? is awful. No. It's, no? It's okay. Come on. He just looks so goofy, dude. He is ridiculous. Oscar Isaac looks yeah. like a His a voice clown. is the worst, He looks too. like a fucking clown. Do you guys costume. remember I the live-action Power Rangers movie? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Ivan Which Ooze? one? The purple the first, guy? The first one? Yeah, the one where they had, they had like, the, um, the, like, falcon thing with the missiles out of its wings. Yeah, pr- I don't know. Probably I, I saw that the first, the first one? one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like they killed Zordon. They had to go to another planet and get <laughs> How do you know trained? this shit? <laughs> I saw this thing like five hundred times when How I was do a you kid. Not I, don't, I don't know anything about this anymore. <laughs> I don't remember shit about this movie. I had a clamshell of it, the VHS clamshell. Oh, uh, okay. Was it Disney? I don't think so. No, I don't. Probably s- see with that, with, with that movie. It's, it's not Saban. really like. This one was probably distributed. Super serious. Here. This movie's way too serious. Right, Apocalypse right. is way too fucking serious. Yeah. With it's, the uh, like Holocaust stuff and everything, yeah, it's just like out <laughs> yeah. of control. And his whole family, uh, Magneto's whole family dies or whatever. It's yeah. just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, they say the balls extreme. to kill a family. Yeah, with an arrow, arrow. Uh, daughter takes an arrow, but uh, it's pretty sweet. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Everything felt like it was on a set too. Like they just like mm. lots of CG, lots of green screen, obvious green screen. Olivia Munn is horrible. Oh, she's the uh, worst. She is the worst. I love her. What I do you mean you love her? she's incredibly attractive, but she Great. is not. And what also, also, <laughs> she's in the Psylocke uniform, like, yeah. and it's just to a T. It's like yeah. from the comic book. It's goofy. Everyone else isn't. It, right. it makes no sense. Mm. Yeah. Everybody else looks like they've been upgraded to some kind of movie version. I think she looks the, good uh, as the character. Like if she was like just I think cosplaying she looks or something. Great. She's just cosplaying <laughs> right, like yeah. a I go, oh, she looks good. Looks yeah, great. you'd be taking pictures. Yeah. But uh <laughs> in the it's just awful, dude. It's so bad. Yeah, you know, speaking of uh, Brian Singer, you know that there was this whole uh mess with him in the Queen biopic that he was directing it and then he got kicked off it or whatever. Really? No. I don't know. Okay, so, uh, he, knew, yeah. he knows this. Well, uh, he, like, he disappeared. Yeah, he like, vanished they didn't off know the set. What happened. They were just like, fuck it. They hired somebody else. But apparently he's getting full credit for the directing. Wow. Sole wow. directing credit. Which is wow. weird. Because I remember, I remember it happening like, midway through production. He also show. has like a, a sex scandal thing. Didn't yeah, he's he like, just, like raping, uh, raping boys. boys. Yeah, yeah, like jacuzzi parties and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> How was he making movies? <laughs> hey. <laughs> he probably won't be much longer after... After Jesus the, uh, Christ, dude. Yeah, I mean... After this debacle and then the rape scandal. I was watching... Uh, actually, I'm not going to talk about this and, and what we watched, but I watched uh, part of a... No, I watched um, 
comedians in cars getting coffee. Have you seen this? Yeah. The web series yeah. with Seinfeld. It's on Netflix now. And I watched the Norm Macdonald episode, and he talked about Bill Cosby. Oh, God. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, you know, I, I talked to Pat Oswalt about Bill Cosby, and, and, and Pat Oswalt said, you know, the worst thing about that is the hypocrisy. He said, yeah, I, I don't think I agree. I think the worst part is the raping. <laughs> 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 much, much worse than hypocrisy. <laughs> the raping. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he's, I mean. He's right. He's, right, he's absolutely right. Yeah. He's actually, if I'm going to tell you, to, uh, if I'm going to recommend an episode of that, that, that is the episode. It is, he's hysterical in it. Do they have the entire thing on Netflix? Like There's all like the four like, seasons of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So. They're only like Because like, it was on like minutes, Crackle no, or like something? they were like 18, 19 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were on. They were on Crackle. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. They're on Netflix now. Cool. Right. Check them out. Um, yeah. yeah. X-Men Apocalypse, two and a half. Brutal. Not good. Yeah. So, oh, you know what I remember about Apocalypse? Mm. Is Jennifer Lawrence being in it for no reason. Like, she's in it and she plays Mystique, yeah. but there's, like, no reason for her character to exist except that we need Jennifer Lawrence in it's this movie. It's the worst. I think it's, yeah. you know, contractual obligation. I know, but I'm, well. saying, yeah. I'm saying like, you could write her, you could at least write her something to do. Like, she literally does nothing in the whole movie. She's not. She's so underpowered compared to everybody else. Like, she can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. And the biggest weird. slide down, too, is the beginning rules. The beginning Oh, the Egyptian rules. part? That's, that's and, like, they have, like, the, the rebel guys and they, like, knock out the pillars and it like yeah shoot you know collapses or whatever that, that all looked great and like, like get you hyped up and i'm like dude this movie did fucking roll this i do remember <laughs> i do remember loving the scene when uh quicksilver like you think, yeah. he's, you think he's about to beat apocalypse yeah but like apocalypse dude, dude, apocalypse in the in the comics and in the cartoon he so was cool. so fucking powerful he's amazing and it's just he's as far above mutants as they are above you <laughs> he's literally a god and in like and in it's this amazing. it's just he just looks like a clown yeah, yeah. He should have just been CG'd. I just CG the whole. CG the whole movie. He only gets big too in like the in Pixar. the mind battle or whatever with uh, with <laughs> Professor X, and like he, he can do that in real life. He can become like massively huge, and you know, I don't know. Galactus. The last movie I saw with a one hundred percent CG villain really like was Avengers? bad. No, was it really two, three, no. four? Whatever Thanos? James Brolin but is Thanos CG. isn't 100% is he, CG, is he? Maybe he is. Yeah. Okay, sorry. He's most The last one I saw before that. <laughs> <laughs> Planet of the Apes? The, the Justice League movie oh. has Ooh, a 100% oh, CG villain, and Who is it? he looks horrible. It's, uh, I, can't, I can never pronounce his name. It's Ciaran Hines. Ciaran Hines? Ciaran Hines. thank you. Yeah. And it's just his voice, and it's a ridiculous looking, and it's, I mean, that movie is really terrible, but he is really... His character looks god awful. I thought Thanos looked pretty good. I didn't, hadn't seen the movie. I but. thought he looked like shit. No, I thought it looked all right. Are you like kidding? In the me? trailer, he looks like Josh Brolin. Yeah, but I mean, besides like, what's the, the point? <laughs> like, just put Josh Brolin in the but movie. The Why only point it? is to make him huge. It's just yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Which, yeah, but you could make Josh Brolin huge. It just like yeah, that would just faced on. <laughs> I'm saying they, that's essentially what yeah, they did. This is pretty much what they did. <laughs> he looks ridiculous in the trailer. It looked alright. He does not look alien at all. Like he just looks like a person who's been painted purple. I hate it. I'm sorry. Scrotum chin or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, scrotum chin. Yeah, good. Right. Okay. <laughs> Kevin? So the other day I forgot to talk about virtuosity with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. And it's really fucking bad. Like, Denzel's not good? Denzel's good. Um, Such a Denzel lover. I'm, I'm not at no, all. No, him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Denzel is good. I mean. Yeah, when's, when's Denzel not good? When is Denzel not good? Is that a serious question? Shh. Now you've started. Virtuosity, <laughs> 1995. 
he's good in it. I'm just kidding. But, I, that's been a long time movie, since I've seen But the movie, like, as far as, like, you know, cyberpunk goes, it makes it makes Johnny Mnemonic I've, look like fucking Citizen Kane or something. I've never heard of this movie. Been meaning to rewatch Johnny Mnemonic. Me too. I like the, too, the laser whip. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Udo, Lawn, Ke- Udo Kier, man. man. Yeah. Anybody into Lawnmower Man? Lawnmower Man. <laughs> Fuck that shit. No. <laughs> Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey um, is the worst actor alive. <laughs> is he alive still? Probably. <laughs> he shouldn't be. Wait, what is the name of this movie? Virtuosity. Virtuosity. Okay. You haven't heard yeah. of Virtuosity? I've never heard of this. No. It's terrible. Don't worry I've about it. I've not heard of this either. I, re- I remember first seeing this in like Blockbuster and like Denzel and Russell Crowe. In a science fiction movie, because like so this you is probably saw like right ass. after like I probably noticed it like right after American Gangster came out. Oh no shit! Yeah, I saw this movie right when it came out on VHS wow. before I knew who Russell Crowe was. Right, but uh, my, my dad was really into it. He'd right, bring it, he'd rent it and bring it home. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah, it's it's really fucking bad, and like they have this like twist ending that is just pure shit, and uh, mm. like Russell Crowe is pretty ridiculous. Um. Yeah, the whole thing is pretty ridiculous. You would honestly think it wouldn't be bad, though. Like I remember, uh, like watching the trailer for it, and like and like, or, or maybe reading a synopsis or something, and just being like, "This is, this seems like it'd be all right." It's like a sci-fi yeah. thriller kind of thing, but it's really it's just poorly made, and the CG is really awful because this sounds fucking awesome as shit. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I can it's like promise you. AI that's like comprised of serial killers, and then he yeah and, yeah, and he he, he recomposes himself awful. in re- in reality <laughs> by using broken glass. Yeah. Because it's got like sil- silicon in it or whatever, I guess. Yeah, and it's <laughs> Kevin J. O'Connor's fault. We need, we need a remake. Of I didn't piece. know Kevin J. O'Connor was in it. That's that's an upsell. <laughs> yeah, he's. I love Kevin. Well, J. he's O'Connor. in there for like five minutes. Hey, that's um, enough. Yeah, I'll take it. Take all the Kevin J. I can get. Right. All right. Well, uh, I I uh, took my wife out on a day date, left the baby with my mother, and uh, went to see um, Blood and Steel Cedar Crest Country Club which is a documentary at the Shaw Center, uh, which was about... Uh, it's the, the it's about a place called the Cedar Crest Country Club, but really what it's about is the skateboard ramp that was built there in the late 80s and existed until like 1994 and then got torn down. And there's really not much else to it. And it was pretty boring. And uh, I would not have thought so any of that random. from the title. Yeah. I thought it would be like some country club where, like, you know, it's like the murder version of Eyes Wide Shut, you know, <laughs> like no, or like Hostel or something. No, the it's murder it's version. literally yeah. uh, it's literally just like you know, guys who bunch of old were, guys, yeah, exactly, like forty five year old yeah. guys talking about the heyday of how great sport, uh, skateboarding used to be, and that's kind of gross. How <laughs> we built this ramp and the ramp, and it's, they literally talk about the specs for building the ramp for like twenty minutes. They're like. It had to be this tall, and it had to have this much vert, and we used this kind of uh, plate steel on it, and all this. Just kind of a thing. ramp, or like a half. Pipe? It's a half pipe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. a half pipe. Wow. Uh, it was pretty. Uh, like I say, it was pretty boring. And you would think there'd be like a lot more. Like it was. It's told in sections, so it's like it'll be like uh, it'll show like a like an insert, and it'll be like you know the ramp, and then the whole section will be about building the ramp. And the next one will be like the bands, and they'll be like they did shows there and stuff. So like Guar played there and other kind of no name bands, and uh, and then one of them was like one of them was like uh, had the word blood in it or something. So I was like, oh, here's where we're gonna get like all the injury injury footage, you know? Because there's like a shitload of VHS footage in it, which is kind of cool. But 
there's literally one injury in the whole thing. Not that like I'm complaining because I'm not really into seeing people break their bones. It's actually disturbing to me. But the but like this guy just like he runs into another guy and his leg just gets like shattered and you can see his legs at like a forty five degree angle. You oh, know, no. shin, nah. shin bone. Nope. But it's like Gross. that's it. I mean, that's like the, we had one accident happen in you know five six years or however long this thing How was long up is there. This? It's it was like seventy minutes, okay. so that was good. Where did you see this? Shaw Center, downtown. And is your your wife into skateboarding? No, she must have been okay. in hell. She no, she was like, uh, <laughs> I, I asked her about it the weekend before. I was like, I was like, look, we should go out and do something. We need to get away and like just be the two of us. So let's drop the baby off and we'll go. I was like, I want to see this movie. Would you be interested in seeing this movie? She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like she doesn't care. And then she she fell asleep during like fifteen minutes of it, so <laughs> that was good. And uh, we ate we ate. I took her to Elsie's. So cool. She yeah. had a, a boudin burger or something. She she was in heaven. She was fine. You know. It's also a former manager of the chimes. Oh, sorry. We won't go to Elsie's. Oh no no. Either. He he, <laughs> he left in a friendly way. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was uh. It was pretty. It wasn't wasn't great. I gave it a two point five. Sorry about that. Sounds boring. Oh, and I will also say the Shaw Center, like, just like. Is your screen still really small? Their screen is small, and it's in two Uh, pieces. You notice this? What? It's in two pieces. There's a huge slit in the middle of it. It's fucking weird. What the fuck? And you can, like, notice it in certain shots. Vertical or horizontal? Horizontal. And there are are seats that are actually higher than the screen, which is really weird. Right. Like When when I saw RBG, I was above the screen on Mm -hmm. on the top row. That sounds disgusting. Two thousand one. It's strange. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty strange. good. I think they've got a new like when we saw Holy Motors there. I want to say that was like the la- one of the last ones they did with their old projector, and they got a new projector. Oh, uh, which looks much better, mm. much brighter, but the screen still sucks. Total dick. So. I mean, it fills up. They just they don't have a lot of space on that stage area. It fills up most of that area, but mm. it's a bummer. Well, there's only a. Uh, Three people in the theater with us. So nice. Wow, that was good. Yeah, that's it is. I wonder if that's their regular kind of. I think on sales. a on a uh, you know Sunday afternoon at two. Probably, I saw that. Um, I, I now I can't remember Ben Ben Wheatley. I think Free Fire. Yeah, uh, I saw that at the Shaw Center, and uh, that was I played at the regular empty. theater. Yeah, but I missed it, and that came to the shot. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like that, though, did you? No, oh, I didn't. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was kind of useless. Uh, is it? Is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Only if you agree that it's good. <laughs> it, it, yes. Odds okay. that it's good. Continue your turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Odds um, that you'll rewatch Free Fire out of ten. <laughs> Ready? You can't. You can't choose the <laughs> oh, odds for me. It. That's oh, not. That's it. not fair. You well, can you can I, I, you can okay, odds I me, don't but I have to choose. <laughs> so so just ask again. Odds that you'll rewatch. Free odds Fire. that you'll rewatch Free Fire. Okay, uh, out of thirty. Out of thirty. Yeah. And then the higher I go, the more likely it is, or the lower. Well, I mean, you like go, the, more the higher my number is, the less likely I'll have to do it. Okay. So, so like, I don't really mind rewatching Free Fire. I don't want to, which is why I did not say ten. Okay, let's go. But ready? like, well, so someone count us down. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Fifteen. Twelve. All right. Oh, I was about to say 12. You said 12? Yeah, but you didn't. Oh, my you didn't, God. Though. I was seriously about to say 12, and I changed 15 at the last second. Uh, what the fuck? I was, like, I was like, there's no way he's so high up at 12. A, oh, my God. That's fun. We'll have to it's do an, it's an invigorating game. I got it's off. good. Right, right, right. right. A little bit of a rush. All right, All right go ahead. <laughs> okay. I watched uh, Paul Schrader's 1992 movie, Light Sleeper. 
starring uh, Willem Dafoe as a really like an upper class drug dealer. He sells drugs for Susan Sarandon uh, to you know some college kids, some rich people. No one, no one dangerous. He doesn't carry a gun. Yeah. Um, what did you watch? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Virtuosity. Virtuosity. Go ahead. Sorry. And yeah, it's uh, you know, this is mostly like Defoe is uh, he, you know, he plays like a sad sack. He is drifting through life, doesn't know what he wants to do, doesn't like what he's doing. Uh, his relationship with Dana Delaney has ended, and he's still sad. He's not sleeping, which is why it's called light sleeper. He's like, he's a real light sleeper. Yeah, this he's one. gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's like going to like uh, you know, like a a palm reader type person to uh to like look for therapy he's he's trying anything um and uh it's brilliant just watching willem dafoe kind of walk through move through this 90s disgusting new york is great uh schrader like sets it against a uh, a garbage strike and so like everywhere everywhere there are just bags of trash <laughs> all over the place it's it looks brilliant and uh, the mu- the music in this movie is just like weird, corny, like love rock. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't that's what <laughs> like I did. Power like ballads. About it. It, it's like yeah, it's, yeah, a lot of power. It's really strange. Um, and and I don't love that, but it kind of it kind of worked. Uh, and there's like a, a late developing murder plot and a tragedy mm-hmm. that he gets wrapped up in, which I, I didn't really need. But uh, you know, it does develop some plot that I guess most movies feel like they're they're supposed to have. But uh, yeah, I love this. It was a uh, four and a half out of five. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of just really good details in here. What, I, I, what made I, it not a five? Oh yeah, good. Oh, question. That I mean, just the way the murder plot plays out and the music. Oh, okay. I remember enjoying it. I I really hyped it up for myself though. For some reason, I thought it was going to be different than it was. Are you uh, a really like a big Schrader fan or I love Schrader. But that this at this time though it wasn't it was more about Defoe probably when okay. I when I watched it. But I do love Schrader. I watched Blue Collar. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> I also yeah. Yeah. I, that's one of the only other Schrader f- films I th- I've seen I think. Really? I don't think I've seen a lot. You've seen Hardcore? American no. Gigolo? No. Cat People? Yes. Just name all of them. Affliction? Did not like cat people. <laughs> Mishima, Life in Four Chapters. I don't think I've seen, seen Mishima. I have seen yeah. Mishima. Okay. I always forget that's it. him. Right. Mishima's great. Patty Hearst? No. That's coming. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll make you watch it. That's my favorite <laughs> Schrader film. It's amazing. Yeah, because you watched it not too long ago, right? Uh, it's right around when he first started the film club podcast or whatever, or the okay. Batters Film Club. Cause right. I wrote a review of it for the site. Yeah, that's right. I wonder. I'm hoping that we get first reformed here, but I don't think it's we will. It's playing in New Orleans right now, and I'm I'm uh, tempted. I talked to my wife about. it. I was like, uh, I, I, I kind of want to go see it in, in New yeah. Orleans. I'm very jazzed about it. Yeah. That's it's far away. Come here. It probably will not. Yeah. If, if it's, it's playing in, if it's New, in New, Orleans New Orleans now, not, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. Right, right. right. Oh well, Jonathan. Lame. Uh, watch the first Star Trek film, uh, the motion picture. 1979, uh, yeah, this was not very good at all. Uh, I do not <laughs> like the original Star Trek shit. Uh, it was incredibly boring. Um, it's about it. I haven't seen <laughs> right. it. I Have you seen this? Yeah, I also don't like it. It was just not good, dude. It's it, it, Lots of like... How are the effects? 
terrible like really? beyond bad yeah it's like really really bad uh this is like 79 79 right? too this is like huh. post, post star star wars and you can see a lot of the problems that like the original star wars had like were like like the effects like the green screen stuff or whatever whatever they did you know would like show through things so like a lot of things were transparent like right right they're doing like yeah cockpits multiple, are transparent you yeah, know exactly. like, yeah yeah but it's not been fixed so it just still looks like shit um and lots of showing off of the special effects. Like it, it's like a ten-minute scene of them showing the Enterprise, and it's just mm. like it's did your the did Allison, going Allison and, bought this for you or no 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 this is uh this was just on Amazon. Oh, okay. um, Are the other ones on there? Yeah, you gonna watch those? Yeah, I'm gonna watch the second one. Con, yeah, Con's, Con's supposed to be the best one, right? Con's not good. I'm 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 good. I don't. I remember I saw Undiscovered Country when I was in at, at the theater when I was like seven really? or eight years old. Yeah, wow, it's the sixth one. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's directed by Shatner, I'm pretty sure. No, he did the fifth one. Generations. He definitely oh, did no, no. the fifth one, yeah. He didn't do the sixth one also? No, the sixth no, the one sixth is... No, the sixth one was... Uh, got, they got... Uh, the guy from what's Con. Nick, Nicholas yeah, Meyer? Nicholas, yeah, yeah. Mm. Nicholas Meyer. Which yeah. one did Nimoy do? Uh, Four? No. Yeah. I think he did the, the third one. one. The whale oh, okay. one, right? God. Search for <laughs> Spock is the third one. Yeah. The fourth one is the whale one. Fifth I one is the god one. Yeah, yeah. Six one is Undiscovered <laughs> Country, and then it goes into Generations First Contact. Right, right yeah. That's yeah. the problem with these movies, though. Is like, it's like episode themes in yeah. movie form. Yeah, and yeah. it's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, the fifth one is notorious. I think it's yeah. notoriously like considered to be the worst one. Yeah, I think so. Because they're searching for God, and they actually find God. Well, like it turns out to be the devil, right? Something and like, like that, yeah. and Shatner, you know, like, why would God need a spaceship? He uses a. He uses logic, <laughs> logic to defeat him. <laughs> I think so, actually. <laughs> does, yeah. We have to defeat God. Yeah. Wow. Because God yeah. is evil. Cool. This yeah. one's like extra cheesy though, because it, like, it, it, the whole thing ends up being the Voyager like uh, space exploration satellite or whatever oh, yeah, uh, right. goes like rogue or something and becomes like this super AI. That's mm. a kind of a good idea. Though. It's like kind of good, but it's not good. It's just not done well. It's not yeah, really yeah. done well. Um, I don't want to hate That's on the it, villain, like, the AI of the... Like, there's no Romulans there's or anything? Villain, in the villain? Not really. Well, there's yeah. there's no real Over. villain, I guess. I, I mean, he does some villainous things, but mm. it's like an AI, so I don't think it really knows any better. But it was cheesy and not very good. Um, better or worse than Star Trek, the remake, with Chris oh Pine? Oh, God. <laughs> Wor- worse? I <laughs> <laughs> The first ones, I don't know. I haven't seen that in forever. It's terrible. Yeah, I haven't seen it since the theater. Uh, terrible. <laughs> it's probably a, like a smidge better than Nemesis. That was rough. That was a rough ride. Tom Hardy, though. That's a, it's no. not not good Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> extra bad Hardy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Terrible. Cool. Sounds great. So I rewatched. Thor three Ragnarok, and I laughed my ass off <laughs> just like I did in the theater. So this went up to a five for me. I just—it's so funny. I know none of y'all will like it, but is it a comedy? I, pr- pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like for a minute. Yeah, like that's that's the thing about this one for me at least is like they actually like you know let it be a very different thing than any of the other marvel stuff like they actually let a different kind of humor in and like you know and it's 
a kind of humor that I appreciate. So, and yeah, and I think I talked about this the last time, like when I first saw it in the theater, like they finally got immigrant song into a Thor movie. It's like, you know, you've got, you've got movies about Vikings and it takes you this long to get probably the greatest song about Vikings into an action sequence. Wonder how much Two action cost. sequences actually. And immigrant song was in, um, What's in Girl with a Dragon, dragon tattoo, tattoo, but... Uh, There's a cover of it. But. Yeah, which I thought was shit. I don't like the original song, to be honest. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> See, Thor's upset. Uh, but yeah, so, like, there's this amazing sequence where they've got, like, Thor strapped to this chair, and, like, he's in this unknown planet, and, like, in the background, they're playing... Uh, some of the music from Willy Wonka and like, he's just freaking out while the serene music is playing. It's hilarious. Uh, it's five out of five. <laughs> Thanks. I'll be here all week. Be sure to tip your waitress. Um, I watched uh, red sparrow starring Jennifer Lawrence. Why? Because, uh, looks because the bathing suit scene <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> Well, you all just, I fucking remember. You could just see that on Instagram. Can you just like, like go and look up naked pictures of her online everywhere? That's true. Yeah. There she, are like leaked pictures of her nude. Yeah. So. There's she's naked in this movie plenty anyway. So. Okay. Um uh it's directed by Francis Lawrence, mm. who directed uh, the Hunger Games movies mm. after the first one. Okay. And uh it's pretty, Jonathan's intrigued now. No, it's I'm into this. It's uh <laughs> it's pretty bad. It was really generic and like a yeah. kind of th- disposable thriller uh Horribly written. Yeah, it looked pretty uh, Terribly acted. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Everybody wants to have sex with Jennifer Lawrence in this movie. And it's like her. That's what, where she gets her power from, essentially. Like, she can do anything because everybody wants to fuck her. Well, so but, anytime somebody wants to fuck her, she just, like, uses that against them. It sounds realistic so far. Mm-hmm. But, like, wasn't that... I mean, from the trailer, I got that, you know, basically she's, like half super secret agent but like half like super prostitute so like she can use no, that kind of trained, stuff to she's, work she's she's a ballerina uh-huh. and she gets her leg broken and she has to like the russians won't pay for her to keep her apartment or anything because she's not going to be in the in the the volshoi or whatever anymore right and so uh she gets approached by her uncle who's like an agent and he's like you can become a secret agent and which makes no sense because he's just like you've got you've got it in you i can see it in your eyes and it's kind of like it's very vague kind of like conceit of that she's somehow good at this now yeah but it's very very uh god it's extremely light and she comes out of it a lot it's pretty bad i understand you got to be pretty damn good to get into the bolshoi but like yeah Bolshoi KGB agent? I don't see the connection. Well, she's uh she's hired to uh, train as a as a sparrow, ah. and the sparrows are trained to use their sexuality to to get information. Is this real? I don't think so. Okay, it's, it's based probably on based on novel. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> she uh, while in training, she gets she almost gets raped by one of her uh, classmates who just has to fuck her, just can't <laughs> can't handle it, <laughs> and uh, she beats the hell out of him. And then uh, the instructor makes her give herself to him. <laughs> it's just, it's so bad. 
how does she, a, uh, how does a scene like that surprise. make it into a movie in the Me Too era? Well, she doesn't actually give herself to him, so she like gets naked and then uh-huh. she's like, "Come on, fuck me," and he's like, does "She do it in the Russian he's, accent." He's, yeah, he's like, "Come on, the fuck me." <laughs> I don't know. That's that's more French, I guess. <laughs> he uh, he tries to like get hard and he can't get hard because he because he's looking at her. He needs her to be like you know he needs to fuck her from behind essentially. And she's like, she's like, he, he he doesn't have the power, so he can't do it. Or something like that. It was pretty awful. And uh, Charlotte Rampling is is in it as like her instructor, and she's yeah. awful in it. And uh, Syrian Hines is in it. He's terrible. He's usually great, unless he's in Justice League or Red Sparrow. Jeremy Irons is in it. He's barely in it, but he's okay yeah. when he is in it. And then uh, the best acting in the whole movie. Oh, Joel Edgerton's in it too. He's awful. And the, the the best acting in the whole movie is the, uh, it's the guy who was in. Uh, you see the drop with James Gandolfini. Yeah. Okay. You know the 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 villain in that movie, like the bad guy, skinny guy. He has like a like a he's like Swedish, Swedish name. Yeah, or yeah. Something. He's he's good in this. He's very good in this. He's the uncle. He's he's quite good, but everybody else is god fucking awful, and uh, yeah, it's like Joel Edgerton is like an American CIA agent, and he like, of course they fall in love. And they're just like banging, and they're, you know, and he, he, she's like giving him information, and she's gonna flip and become a, a double agent, and it's just complete. Character motivations make no sense at all, and uh, yeah, it's just like a lot of like her being <laughs> naked, and then these really intensely violent scenes out of nowhere where people just get like stabbed in the throat and blood just sprays everywhere and you'd think I'd be into that, but it's really it's just too too few and far between, not very interesting. Bad squibs. Uh, there's actually not, there's only, I don't think there is a squib in this movie. It's all, oh, okay. it's all like people getting stabbed and shit. So. Oh, okay. oh, and <laughs> there's one guy, there's one like, um, villainous, uh, assassin guy who, um, he uses a skin grafting machine to torture people. So it's like, a, it's like a, it's like a, this machine that like carves skin off of people yeah, and he yeah. can like do it at different layers. And so there's like this like whole a scene. deli slicer, he's sort like, of, like but it's like razor. it's like a razor, yeah. It's like, and he like, oh. and he does it to Joel Edgerton in one scene, and he like cuts his skin down to like the bone. It's pretty fucked up. Wow. And he's like, sh- he like pulls the skin off, and he's like holding it, and it's just really disgusting. And then you know, of course, they stab him in the throat. So he's, he's dead. Buffalo Bill had Spoiler. gotten a hold of that. Yeah, he'd have been great. Yeah, yeah it would have been fantastic. Yeah. I saw your rating for this on Letterboxd mm-hmm. and got pretty sad because. It had just been mailed from Netflix. Oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> you might like it. I don't know. Damn. We don't always like the You same still get things. DVDs from Netflix? Yeah. Blue or DVD? Both. Um, I mean, just, did you get this on Blue or what? Yeah. Okay, good okay. for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, sorry, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of stuff's not available on Blu ray. Sorry right, to right, disillusion right. you. I gave it a 1.5. You might you might like it. I don't know. It's really long, too. It's like two hours yeah, and 23 minutes or oh, something. It's no. insane. It's, we got to we got to set everything up, you know. There's like a huge like her ballet thing at the beginning is like 25 minutes of the movie. It's like her being a ballerina, breaking her leg, Jesus. Figuring out why her leg was broken, doing like getting revenge on the person who broke her leg. It's insane. You probably just, you know, I probably need to stay faithful to this novel. It right. sounds like a super pervy novel. <laughs> yeah, and, you know. Just, just can't can't disappoint the fans. Right. Yeah. Well, I think they did because I don't think this movie did very well. But 
Also not sure why it's called Red Sparrow as opposed to just, you know, Sparrow. Because she's or, Russian? Yeah. Oh, I guess. But all the Sparrows are Russian, so. Oh, well, okay. It's, it's a Russian organization. I don't know. Also, Russians aren't technically red anymore. Well, no, but right. they were. The Soviets now? were. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's set now? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Oh, I definitely, definitely I, thought know, this I was s- a Soviet thing. I say right. it's set now, but there is a scene with floppy disks. I want to say somebody has a smartphone, though. I'm pretty sure somebody. I, has I could have sworn. I, I wow! Mean, watching the trailer, Damn. I thought it was the 80s or something. Yeah, 70s, you 80s. can watch it and tell me. Maybe I'm not going <laughs> to do any research on this thing. I've wasted <laughs> enough time already. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um, I watched Peking Opera Blues. Uh, Hong Kong director Sui Hark, mid 80s. Uh, this is one of his like more famous action movies. I don't know if you guys have heard of Sui Hark. Did. Uh, <laughs> He's got a bunch of bunch of Chinese action movies, and some uh, and Double Team. Mm. If you're into porno, no little double teaming <laughs> videos, <laughs> double team vids. <sighs> no, now if you know Van Damme, oh, Van Damme and uh, and uh, what's Rodman? Yeah, Van Damme and Robin, <laughs> and Knock Off with Van Damme. But uh, hey, that actually, you know, that's not those movies are terrible, but. <laughs> there is one sequence in that. I forget which one it is. It's the one where he goes to he goes to the prison island. You remember this? That is the double team. Okay, that's awesome. Because he goes to the prison island. There's like a whole sequence of him like training to escape, and like he cuts his fingerprints off and everything, and he like he like trains that's himself. Awesome. He trains himself to hold <laughs> his breath underwater in the bathtub. It kicks total because he has to like swim a certain amount of whatever to escape. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Papillon except with Van Damme. Right. <laughs> so uh, this guy's made a lot of good movies. He made several good ones in the that's two right there eighties. Several more in the nineties. Uh, this one follows uh, three women in nineteen teens Beijing. There's like a they have a new democracy, but the people running the new democracy are you know thinking about not making it a democracy, just turning it into another right. monarchy. And uh, so there's three women. One is like the daughter of a general who dresses as a man and is secretly a rebel. Another is like just a thief who stole some jewels from a government official and has now misplaced the jewels. And the third girl is the daughter of this really prestigious uh, opera house and acting troupe. And they all kind of end up in that opera house. Most of the action takes place there. And this is one of the best examples of just like really cool action, just inventive cinematography and like an actually interesting plot that they keep up with through the whole like hour and 50 minutes. Uh, you know, a lot of like a lot of martial arts movies, you're getting, you know, maybe one or two of those, but usually not all three. And this is a really martial arts. There's a lot of like gun violence too. And, uh, nice. It doesn't have. There's not very much of like the uh, the wire type fighting. This is much more grounded action, and uh, it looks really cool. They do like a lot of cool things where like this is like a the sets are usually multi-storied, and so often he's filming what happens from above or below the characters, kind of simulating like being above, or obviously being above or below right. them, depending <laughs> on what makes sense. Uh, but it is uh it's really cool. This is uh it's one of the best Hong Kong action movies I've seen in a long time. Hmm. Four and a half. Sweet. Whoa. 
Dang. Is this guy better or, or worse than uh, John Woo? Better. Whoa. What is the song? Where did you watch? Hmm? Where did you uh, watch this? It's actually uh, available illegally on Daily Motion. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Good quality? Uh, pretty good quality. Okay. These, su- these subtitles are, they probably come from some old transfer i, I don't it's okay. not a, it's not available legally right, for us right. but uh subtitles are, are pretty clunky okay okay but, yeah, that's it um yeah i'm pretty sure you guys already talked about this but i watched the documentary dumb uh mm-hmm. story of big brother magazine uh i just wanted to talk about this because this thing fucking ruled this was great um uh i had no idea that this even existed. I didn't know, I, I didn't know that this like spawned jackass pretty much, but, uh, and most of that shit's pretty stupid. Like jackass and whatnot is pretty dumb, but, uh, this was just like really fucking great. And like the community of all the people and trying to like shock people. And I don't know. It was just really great. Um, and I think whenever they got picked up by Hugh Hefner's magazine, Larry thing, Flint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Larry Flint. Yeah. Uh, it got extra funny when that happened because, like, they uh, <laughs> they accidentally like sent porn mags to like kids or something. Like that. They, they got like the mailing addresses mixed up or something. But uh, yeah, I liked how it was like it wasn't just about skating, and it was just like just crazy shit. It really wasn't about skating at, at all, all. Yeah, hardly, and most of the yeah. people I don't even think skated. But yeah. <laughs> and you get to see Johnny Knoxville shoot himself, which was which uh, was pretty how did you feel about that because i i was like i had to fast forward it pretty disturbing i couldn't handle be honest. it uh he, sh- he wears a bulletproof vest and shoots himself in the chest <laughs> and like even though you know he's gonna survive this i still i couldn't handle because it was so much like he was like click click and i was like i, I can't fucking deal with this yeah, shit like, I can't jesus it. christ and like, they're like yeah i think it's the next bullet i think it's the next it's the next one it's the next one it's, the next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane it's the and then they instantly leave. They like gun They're it out scared, of there. Yeah. <laughs> wow! <laughs> scared they're gonna get arrested. They just leave him? No, no. They, no he jumps no, in the no, car no, and they all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's really fucked. I think the only negative I have is some of the people they interview were pretty dumb, like Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, Jonah. He's just like, why is he here? Because like, yeah, it was pretty cool. I subscribed. Uh, <laughs> I'm thin now. I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was just strange. He's gonna show how uh, hippie is, man. Yeah, that's why he's wearing his cool trucker hat. His mirror did, shades. Does Harmony Kareen in any of this at any point? No. Okay. It just seemed like him he like in yeah. magazine form. He should have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, surprising he wasn't interviewed yeah, for really at least. But, uh, yeah, really great. Good stuff. Awesome movie. I think it's that it was on Netflix? It's on Hulu. Hulu, yeah. It's a Hulu original. Yeah. Check it out. And to be fair, to say Jackass is stupid, that's fine, but... I mean, come on. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. It's extremely funny. It's funny. <laughs> Have you seen, like, Jackass 2 recently? It's on Netflix. It's in my queue right now. You should watch it again. I'm going to. I'm excited. It's not quite as funny as I remember. It's pretty funny. But it's it's still fun. It's fine. JR, where do you stand on Jackass? <laughs> I've only seen the uh, TV show Jackass. Have you never seen the uh, films? Never seen the films. That's interesting. Let me add those to my list. <laughs> We're gonna deep dive jackass. We we seriously. I, I would like, rewatch the first one. The first one I remember being. I remember the second one being funnier than the first one. Really? Yeah. I watched the uh, like CKY videos. Just Bam Margera. Oh, yeah. See, that's where I thought 
it all so i mean i guess it kind of did well there like, are the dumb videos I this mean, came not dumb videos, all the, of the, the big like, brother yeah, videos this also, influenced even like that like which was, are cool yeah. like i want to watch those yeah it's like skating they're on, they're on mixed YouTube. with like debauchery and yeah. shooting yourself <laughs> people and people like like the whole like uh the whole like What's his face? Um, Chris Pontius did, does the thing on the movies where he shoots the fireworks out of his asshole. Yeah, and, like that all started on the. That sounds on the like a bad idea. Although yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure I could say that about everything yeah, they sure. ever did. Yeah. But pretty, pretty much. much, there's a scene. There's a whole scene in the second one where they give themselves paper cuts all over their bodies, like in between the in between the webbing <laughs> of their fingers. Yeah, and like their toes. It's really fucked. Where do you guys stand on Wild Boys? I, I never watched it. I like I was heard the good things. But yeah, I was, I was a Viva La Bam guy. So okay. I, hate okay. to, I hate to admit it. I watched a lot of Viva La Bam when right. I was younger. Are those not the same thing? No. Viva no. La Bam is Bam Margera's show. This show is with Steve-O and Chris Pontius. parents. Yeah. It's about nature and stuff. Like they go out into the ocean. Yeah, and, like, it's basically like jackass mixed with like Steve Irwin. Hmm. Like instead of like doing like stupid things with like, you know – grocery carts or like fireworks like fucking they, they like yeah <laughs> sharks and like <laughs> like i'm pretty sure it was like it must have been steve-o like uh like they pick up this like crab that's like you know like three feet wide <laughs> or sorry and like steve-o you know pulls down his trunks and lets it snip snip his ass and like uh um, have to and they go through like some tribal like initiation thing where like um like Chris Pontius puts his hand in like this leaf thing and it's like full of like fire ants. Oh god. And like they show him at the airport like the next day and like his hand is like blown up like almost to the oh, size cartoon. Like, Mickey like, Mouse hand. Yeah, like three or three or four times its normal size. I it hear sounds, uh, I don't know. Sounds like a nightmare. I hear Steve O's doing doing well. He's doing better. <laughs> I heard he was like really drugged he, out he does uh yeah. Yeah, like 10 years ago oh uh, was that 10 years ago yeah uh, he does he does like touring now he tours oh, wow. with his okay. uh stunts oh well that's why he's missing teeth in the documentary <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's funny all right so i guess i can just go through all of these fairly quickly i went through all of the rest of tarantino's movies mm-hmm. so so the Kill Bills, first one's a three, second one's a two, but like... Sounds about right. Yeah. And like, the thing about the Kill Bills is like, this really like... So in volume two, there's a scene where Uma Thurman, you know, she's lying on her side, looking at David Carradine longly, and he's like, you know, giving his philosophical bullshit with his pan flute. Yeah. And Campfire and like, scene? Yeah, the yeah. Camp, campfire scene. And I was like, that was me when I was a teenager. Looking at Tarantino with his fucking pan flute. That's pretty good. Yeah. You got to bump it up a star right there. It's well, meta. well <laughs> bumping it up to a two, <laughs> I would say, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, just the, the whole conceit of all this stuff. Like, these are like super assassins, but they can't kill anybody. And. Well, Uma um, Thurman kills a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, it takes her a long fucking time to actually kill anybody. Well, she kills, like, 57 people in the first movie, I mean. Yeah, still. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you know what I mean. I, no, I, nobody, I just, nobody just shows up, snaps a neck, and they're gone. No. Well, it's an um, action movie. Yeah, yeah no, it'd be boring. I know. <laughs> um, I could have done with an entire movie of Hattori Hanzo and his assistant. 
Like, that's literally my favorite line in, like, either of these two movies. Like, Saki? In the middle of the day? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Have you seen the Sonny Shiba movies? No, I haven't, like actually. the Street Fighter and Return of the Street Fighter? No. They're all right. Okay. In the 70s kung fu movies. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, the Kill Bill movies, yeah, they're just... They're okay, but they're not really very good. And, like, Kill Bill Volume 2 is entirely too long. That whole sequence with um, Michael Madsen working at the strip club and mm-hmm. the guy, like, you know, you know, you're trying to tell me you're as useless as an asshole right here? And, like, that's like, are we supposed to feel bad for Michael Madsen? Because his character's a fucking asshole and continues to prove that he's an asshole throughout the rest of the time that he's alive. So it's like, what is the point of this? So, yeah. Um... Django Unchained, fucking brilliant. Like, seeing, like, all of the action sequences, and, like, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not an expert on action sequences by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought these were really, really well done. The acting is really good, like, especially from DiCaprio. Like, the fact that, like, like he slams his hand down on the table, keeps acting, and then, like, couple of shots later you see there's blood coming down his hand like he actually broke his hand and just kept going with all that fire that was fucking great inglorious bastards like i remember seeing this in the theater and being like i don't know maybe there was like three people including me and like hmm. yeah like, it was like just packed when i went i don't know i packed. went <laughs> i went, i think it was like i think it had been out for oh, okay. a while, and, like, um, uh, yeah, I saw it, like, on a weekday. Um, but, yeah, like, that very first scene with Christoph Waltz where he, he's interrogating the dairy farmer. Like, just the subtlest drop in his face, and, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, like, no one's getting out alive. It's really, really subtle. Like, you kind of have to look for it, but, like, one moment he's, like, genial Christoph Waltz, and then the next moment he's... The fucking Jew hunter, and he's about to mow down everybody. So, yeah, that was really, really good. Death Proof, fuck off. This whole movie is either boring or annoying. <laughs> like, there are so many times where I wanted to just reach through the screen, grab Jungle Julia by the shirt, and say, Shut the fuck up, you stupid hipster. Like, her whole spiel about, you know, like, Oh, Pete Townsend should have joined this band. He should have joined a shitty Beatles ripoff. Give me a fucking break. What band is it? Something, something, Beaky, Mitch, and Tidge. And it would have become Beaky, Mitch, and Tidge, and Pete. Fuck you. <laughs> and what what, uh, what cut this. of this did you watch? Uh, it's the Blu-ray, which is very different from the theatrical version that I remember. There's a lot more in the in the um Yeah, there's a lot more like skipping of like the the uh, the film and stuff. Yeah, but there's but all the scenes are there, right? I mean, it doesn't there's no like scene missing or anything like that. There they, yeah, there is the scene missing with the lap dance. Really? Which I think is like available on the uh Well, there's the like Blu-ray a full, as like a deleted yeah. scene. Well, there's a full director's cut that you can watch. It's like 2 hours and okay. 10 minutes or something. I got the Blu-ray that How has How long was it? Um not very long. I have the one that's like it's the Blu-ray of Planet Terror and Death Proof. Okay, so it's probably so, the it's the cut from the Grindhouse. 
Probably, yeah. That's the only one I've seen. I haven't right. seen the other one. Me too. Yeah. But I'll, I'll say, I'll go ahead and say right now, I love Death Proof. <laughs> I think it's fucking awesome. Hey, that's... And, uh, wait, like, I like, I don't know how... I was thinking for sure you saw the longer version, which is why it was not good, but uh, the, the original cut from the uh, Grindhouse... <laughs> it's great. It's just great, great genre filmmaking. All right. Kurt Russell is hysterical in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. Come like, on. <laughs> like I remember like, being that in was, the that was the thing. Fucking like, miserable during oh. this movie. Mm. That was the thing about Kurt Russell. Like he is pretty funny in the movie, but like at the same time, it's Tarantino funny. Which having watched all of his movies, like you see, like you know where everybody kind of acts like everybody else and. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that because I think Kurt Russell, uh, Kurt Russell has his like moment after he gets shot, where he's like crying in the car. And he's yeah, like, why, yeah. Why? <laughs> it's, that, that's hysterical to me. That is pretty that? great. And like, and yeah, like when he's like gripping the Jack Daniels, like, do it. Yeah, exactly. Do yeah. it. All that stuff. Ah! Yeah. yeah, all that stuff's fantastic <laughs> to me. And I like, I like all the women in it. Uh, uh, even, just... even like Zoe Bell is interesting to watch and i like all the stunts and the yeah, cars, yeah. car shit is cool it's really filmed well yeah right, it's just not my thing and then hateful eight it's really fucking long um but there is a lot of good stuff in it but not enough good stuff for a three hour for a three hour movie in my opinion so three and a half so my ranked list is on letterboxd and Jackie Brown is definitely the best of the bunch. Oh, nice. Like, it's the one movie with, like, the only, like, Tarantino stuff that's really in Jackie Brown is, like, the musical selections, I think. It really has, like, none of the, like, posturing and, like, pseudo-philosophizing that goes on in Mm. a lot of his other movies and, like, the, you know, wink-to-the-audience narration and stuff. It still feels very Tarantino, though. For sure, yeah, but uh, like in a mature way, yeah, you know, like a, the fucking jokey idiot. Yeah, is yeah, like it's, I, I don't know, like it's kind of just kind of jokey now. It's the most, yeah, it's the most stripped down of his films. Yeah, uh, which is weird to say because like Reservoir Dogs essentially takes place in a one room, but yeah, it's yeah. got like it's a lot more straightforward than like everything else. I yeah. think that's ever been that he's ever done. Yeah, it's just it's, like a crime movie. Yeah, it's yeah. very simple, and it's just supremely well done. Cool. It's number two. Cool. Uh, Django. number two, Django. Django. Cool. Yeah. Um, I watched Hereditary. Jr. You want to get into this? Uh, yeah. What'd you th- What'd you think of Hereditary? I was alone in my theater. I had one person in my serious? theater. It was me and one other guy. Yeah. Was uh, it spooky? <laughs> it was entirely uh, too much space. I. It was like too quiet. There's too much space. I was it was unsettling because the movie is very unsettling. Mm-hmm. They uh you know, I don't I don't want to get into a lot of hyperbole about greatest horrors of all time and shit like that, but this is a uh, Yeah, they they do things that while they don't make you like jump, they're uh they just give you a, a bad they give you a bad feeling, a bad creepy feeling. Mm. That's yeah. how I spent like two hours just like not feeling good. Yeah. Which means that this movie was good. How do they achieve that? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, I mean, how do they do that? 
without spoiling cre- creepy yeah it's just music, music. Col- yeah. colin stetson is a big colin part of it stetson is a yeah, composer that's cool. that's cool yeah i didn't know that even yeah. until just now i looked it up i could see that being very creepy <laughs> and you know the just score uh, is amazing actually it really it the crescendos at the end lots of, of the score sex. is like no it really doesn't sound like saxophone i mean i know it is baritone but sax or something. but it's like there's like other stuff going on too it's just like a lot of that's cool it's very powerful at the end, and it's like a very, it's like very quiet, but in that quiet is there's Tony Collette, who has you know some some pretty explosive scenes, uh, you know, where she's like she's upset, uh, you know, the the movie like the first scene of the movie is is a, a wake for Tony Collette's uh, mother, and so like everyone is in a state of uh, mourning or despair or something something off from like the first scene and it's uh yeah it only gets worse (laughs) and i find the uh like talking about like great horror films like to me i don't find the shining and the exorcist great because they're scary like it's not i don't find the exorcist scary it's i find there are moments in it that are extremely powerful and they work really really well Mm -hmm. But it's not like it's, and I love The Exorcist. I get five out of five for The Exorcist. But it's like, it's not like I go away from that movie going, oh my God, it's so terrifying. I have nightmares. (laughs) But like, this is like genuinely uh, disturbing. Like I exited the theater and was like, it was like, it really shook me a little bit. And uh, like I couldn't, I had a migraine too at that night. Which I don't know if that that's related at all, but I had a migraine and like I went home and Nicole was like, "What happened in the movie? Tell me about that." Because she won't watch it, you know, because it's scary. And uh, and I was like, "Can we just like not talk about it?" Because I, <laughs> I had this headache and I don't want to. It's gonna make it worse if I talk about it and think about it again. And I couldn't get to sleep, not because I was like scared, but just because my mind was like racing about what the move, like what happens in the movie. Shit. So it was like hard to like go to sleep, even though I needed to, because I had this migraine. It was brutal. I uh. My my watch has a pretty bright, like light up situation. Mm. So I and so I, I I make sure to like, you know, keep my arm down and never. Like, sometimes it just lights up if I like lift it towards my face. Mm-hmm. But I was constantly like checking the time because I was like I just need, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's a hundred and twenty seven minutes. Yeah, and I was like, it's pretty pretty. Long. I was at time. one point I was like, there's only thirty minutes left. Only thirty <laughs> minutes left. What's gonna happen? Um, I just thought some of the and some of the choices that the actors made, uh, specifically Alex Wolf, the the son, star of a uh, star of the Jumanji, and my my friend Dahmer. I didn't know that. Which is quite good, but uh, he's uh, he's just like some of the things that he, like some of the decisions his character makes, and then also some of the ways he reacts to things are, are very you, disturbing. Are you referring to the way he cries at yeah, a couple points? Yeah. It's like, and I, I, I read, yeah. I read, I read and heard other reviews where that people said that like people laughed at that in the theater, but like I don't find that funny at all. I, I didn't laugh. I found it, it very disturbing. That it, he was, it felt like it was a decision. Yeah, he not was like an accident. It felt like he, it felt like he was regressing to like a like an infant. You know, like I was like, this is fucked up. Like I don't want, I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> like <laughs> it was very, very freaky. And uh, Tony Collette, she's getting uh, you know the super early Oscar buzz. Which pro- probably means nothing. No, but I I mean, well, Get Out won last year for the screenplay, and it came out at around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... But it had the whole political thing behind it, I guess. Yeah, and no actors were nominated for that. No. And 
but Tony Collette's performance is intense. Is mem- is memorable? Yeah, uh, I think it might carry her to an. And there were um, Golden Globe nomination, maybe. <laughs> there, there were some pretty good uh, practical effects in this. It, mm-hmm. it did not rely on CGI. Like, there's some good, uh, you know, fake blood, prosthetic stuff happening. The um, scene with the man on fire was extremely weird and good looking. Real? Yeah. yeah. The guy's very much on fire. That actor's dead. So. <laughs> they Sorry. burned him alive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and like the. Um, there's a decapitation as well. And did that look good? There's, That's a there's spoiler. Well, well I, I mean, actually, I would say there's I'm multiple decapitations. So <laughs> yeah. I don't say it's a spoiler because you don't know who gets decapitated. But yeah, it looks. There's good. a certain one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they cool. they all look good and very. The, the one of them in particular is very fucked up and uh, hard to look at. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I saw your rating yeah. for this, and I, I was a little surprised because, um, you said this had to be like Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't okay. I don't agree. I think I think it gets at. I think it gets at. I think. Uh, well, for me, okay, for me, this is like way more concentrated, obviously, because it's two hours. Whereas you know, you're watching Twin Peaks, and those kinds of moments happen over the course of eighteen hours, so it's not as extreme in Twin Peaks. Okay, to me, but it's working in the same area because it's not. Like people go to the reason this movie has a D plus cinema score because the audiences hate it because they go to see it and they think they're going to see The Conjuring right and they're not going to see The Conjuring you're seeing something that doesn't have jump scares it has lasting like psychological scarring scares right I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna steal a phrase that uh, is in the uh, AV Club's review mm-hmm. this is uh, emotional terrorism yeah <laughs> and and I I could I could see how uh, Twin Beaks would be emotional terrorism sure, as exactly, well but yeah. it's more like psychological well i mean it's not yeah i agree this one's this one's working on a much more like visceral emotional level where you can actually tell what's you can tell what's scaring you about this one yes whereas in twin peaks i'm not really sure what's scaring me about twin peaks it's just scary so like the 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 massive spoiler in the movie is like really defined like you understand like what's happening completely what do you the decapitation no no in hereditary like um i don't want to i mean what is the massive like are you talking like at the end yeah uh no Okay, I don't. So, okay, you don't know what's there, happening. There, I know most of what's happening, but there are parts of what is happening. That I'd say there's a there's like a long are, monologue of exposition at the end that kind of tries to explain what's yes, happening to an extent. Okay, but not everything no, that happens yeah, to yeah. every Twin character makes. I was like, complete no, sense to Twin me. Twin Peaks is way more cryptic. Than yeah. Okay. This okay. 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 That's but what like, I was. Yeah. That's but I was. But I was talking to Nicole on the way over here about it because she was like, "I'm confused about what you told me about this part," and I was like, "You know, I don't really understand that either." So it just has to do with, like, certain deaths in the movie. Like, I don't understand why certain yeah. people die and other people live. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's and, like... And most of, like, most of what, like, the explanation for everything is kind of doled out in uh, in in really expository ways, which are, is actually most of my, why I, this is not a five out of five. Um, and they don't always seem connected to the actual, like, horror and then you try to like, and then just trying to piece it together. It doesn't doesn't seem to to make a lot of sense. And I, the the way this plays out at the end feels to me like other supernatural horror movies from the past ten years, like uh, like Mike Flanagan movies, like Oculus and uh, and the second Ouija movie, which are they're not as good as Hereditary, but they 
they establish their mood and they're creepy. And then he you know, there's like some supernatural nonsense at the end that kind of brings it down. Um, well, I guess I see. I don't. Oh, I, I mean, that's and that's fine. I don't. I like the idea that it goes full bore into like it reminds me of the witch that way. It's like this is not it's not a thing where like Tony Collette might be crazy. It's like this is it. It's but the, the witch is real. The witch doesn't hide the fact that it's it's witches. Like the witch is much yeah, no, more open like about the witchcraft. Like yeah, but it's the witch, literally supernatural. Yeah, like at, yeah. at the beginning of the witch, you see you see the witch, but you don't notice. You don't you don't know that she's necessarily doing anything that's supernatural. Like yeah, yeah. Those, like she's grinding up a baby yeah, in a log. Crazy old lady and, uh, in the woods. Yeah, she just comes yeah. nuts. So for some reason, the end of that movie just feels um, feels more natural to me, and it doesn't seem like a reveal. It just seems like a, a natural progression of where this this girl has to go. I find it I, per, personally, like I find it, I think it's a reveal. The, I think the black Phillip stuff is a reveal like that section where yeah, okay. who black Phillip is yeah. and, I agree. Uh, all, all right. that. Like that's the part where I'm like, okay, now we're dealing in a, in a world where this is a, like this character is real, you know, and this is, this is the reality of their, and like in hereditary, it's just, it's similar to me. It's like this, at some point you're like, okay, this is the reality now. It's not that she's insane. It's that, the reality is these yeah this thing is real and and i don't have a problem with that reality i just i wish they had set it up a, a little better maybe or, or just uh, give, given us more more clues than just like uh a monologue at the beginning a monologue near the end and, and the and books book. with the underlying words <laughs> yeah i uh, literally highlighted the important words from I, the book. well yeah, yeah. well really? i well i mean it, it makes it, sense though because the, 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 it's not as bad as that sounds. Yeah, the, the way the, who the books belong to and everything else. Yeah, yeah all, I mean, I think it all works well. It works well enough. And I don't. I didn't give it a six out of five based on plot. I gave I gave this movie a six out of five because it is. It was like uh, it effect, gave you a migraine. It was affecting to me on a visceral level. Yeah, yeah. it really affected me. So, yeah. and I think the filmmaking is fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to whatever Ari Aster yeah, does next. This is next. his first first fucking yeah, feature. It's amazing. And yeah. he's like mastered mood. <laughs> he's he's mastered uh like the lighting spatial, the lighting spatial. in the movie is insane. Like there's multiple yeah. scenes like it reminds me of that um the trailer to that movie Lights Out that came out last year, the year before, where like you turn the lights on and you can mm-hmm. see the or you can't see the ghost till you turn the lights off or whatever. But it was like that, but it's like even scarier because it was like they were even dimmer in the shadows oh, no. it's like you you seriously couldn't tell you're like am i seeing something right now like it's am i up. hallucinating yeah. in the theater <laughs> it's fucked am i in this movie it's ridiculous and it, but uh how does it compare to the witch can you even compare it i would I, personally i would like i think it's more successful than the witches personally only because and i love the witch yeah, yeah. i might give it a five out of five but like I think it's more successful because it's not working within the same limitations. Like the witch is handicapping itself because it's uh, it's a period piece, and mm-hmm. they're working. They they have budget constraints, and they have to shoot the thing in a in a single location, essentially. You know, in the forest and things like this. Whereas, like this movie, mm-hmm. probably working in the similar budget, but has they can do a lot more things because it's set in the present day, and they you know. And I think the I also think that that. Uh, they're definitely not trying to achieve the same things yeah. because like no. Eggers is he's like, he's clearly very obsessed with writing a, a, a genuine script that sounds like it's people talking from the time and things like that. And that seems to be what he's more concerned with. And Ari Aster's concerned with freaking, freaking us out. I think. Uh, <laughs> so. 
I did kind of like that about The Witch, though. It felt isolated. It felt mm-hmm. like it was, you know. Yeah. I mean, it works for what it is. I'm not saying that. nothing outside of this world. Besides. Right. I think I also fucked myself by listening to the commentary on that because Robert Eggers, like, he's really down on himself and he, like, talks shit about his direction the whole time. And he's like, yeah, this <laughs> shot's terrible. I don't it know why great, we did yeah. this. And uh, I don't know why I shot this. This tree's in the way. I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> it's just like, I think he's trying to, like, agree with the move. Like, yeah, that tree does look weird. I don't know why. You know, but before you didn't even notice those things, so. But yeah, I, I gave this a six out of five. Deal with it. Just deal with it. Okay. <laughs> I have a funny little aside. Damn. So, um, I think it was yeah, it was um, one version of Holy Grail, Monty Python's Holy Grail that I had, where they talk. You know, on the back they list out you know the special features and everything, and one of the things they had on there was insightful commentary by. Terry Jones and Terry Gilliam, general backbiting and slandering by Eric Idle, John Cleese, and Michael Palin. And, like, when you listen to the commentary tracks, it's true. Like, Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones are giving, like, a lot of insight into the production and, like, the comedy and everything. And then, like, John Cleese pretty much complains about everything that's wrong, all the... All the, the the problems they had while shooting this, that, and the other <laughs> it's like, Oh, so it's, so it's not just a joke. <laughs> what, anyway. uh, what'd you, what'd you give this? Um, I give this a 4.25 and, uh, I would love to like go, go deeper into the ending and the, the you know, themes. If you guys see it, uh, but I also never ever want to watch this movie again. So uh, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, like when it comes out on Blu-ray, I don't know. My I, my wife doesn't watch horror, but the way I described it, she was a little intrigued, and she would she would get ten minutes in, and she would just be like, "Nope." Yeah, my, I turning it off. I told my I told yeah. Nicole when I got home, I was like, I. I, like I wouldn't normally do this, but I forbid you to see this movie. Like you can't, you can't handle this. <laughs> this movie. is the type of movie that like I I need to watch this at home. I can't be in a theater and watch this shit. Like if you're if it's this intense, like I need breaks. I need to be like, all right, pause. Go Pussy. go eat something. <laughs> go do something else. I just I I can't. I, can't. I I'm gonna try I to do, see it on Sunday. I I would like. Cool. To, I'm interested to know now that I know everything that happens, how it will play. Like I know everything that's coming. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's it's a pretty. Like it's not a fast-paced movie. Like I, I'm pretty sure I could remember each scare as mm-hmm. it's coming, but uh, again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to really run this experiment. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John? Oh, I'm, I'm out. Oh, he's out. Kevin, I'm out. Okay, well, uh, I I uh, watched Blue Collar, which is Paul Schrader's directorial debut from 1978. I think, and uh, it stars Richard Pryor and Harvey Keitel and Yafet Kodo, and uh, who is not in Reservoir Dogs, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, but he is still alive. Weirdly enough, he doesn't really act very much. But yeah. anyway, uh, this movie is about three guys who work at a car assembly plant in Detroit, where they make like the taxi driver style taxi cabs. Hmm. Anyway, and. Uh, it's about their union and they like decide that they want to, uh, they're getting fucked by management. They're getting fucked by the union. So they decide they're going to rob the union and like get the money from it. And then like, you know, pay their bills and stuff. There's a lot of setup about like 
shit that's wrong with their lives based on money, especially Richard Pryor. Who, this is a great scene where the IRS man comes to visit <laughs> oh. and he says, uh, he tells him, he's like, how, how come you got six kids listed on your, you got six dependents. He goes, but you've only, you only have three kids that were registered with the government that were born. He goes, well, we can't have all our kids born at the hospital. We're poor, you know? And, uh, and so he, he sends his wife next door and they go get three kids from next door and they try to pass them off. Like they're their kids. Wow. It's pretty, it's, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, but, <laughs> Yeah, I guess what I like this movie quite a bit. What surprised me the most about it was uh like how good Richard Pryor is in it. Like mm. he's not playing full co- he's very funny in it, but he's not playing it for like he's not playing it like it's a, you know, Gene Wilder buddy picture or anything. Like he's he's playing it very real. Mm. And he just like feels like your funny buddy who you work with. And uh he's he says motherfucker like 25,000 times in it. It's <laughs> insane. Especially for 1978 it just feels like crazy how much they curse in this movie. <laughs> And he's just terrific in it. Harvey Keitel is Harvey Keitel. I mean, you know, I don't know. He's 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 usually good. So, and uh, they just have a really good chemistry. And I like the how their relationship kind of deteriorates toward the end and everything. And it's just a really good, uh, solid, solid first picture from Mr. Schrader. First of many. What do you think about the uh, the car painting scene? I that that'll actually be like one of my least favorite parts of the movie because I feel like it delves a little bit into uh like it's a little goofy at that point like it's not it's not goofy but it gets like a li- it's like the whole movie is like so it feels so grounded in reality for me except for I guess there's also that other point where it's ridiculous where they have the disguises on when they're robbing the place which is like it's funny but it's like it's pretty ridiculous yeah as well and, I uh, I liked I liked the the sequence itself but. It doesn't feel like it should be in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, like oh, now we're like, we're doing like mob hits now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if they were gonna if they were gonna do that, and like I understand, like it, it's an interesting idea. Like okay, they're gonna they're gonna have somebody killed. Like that's probably how they do. They make a living an accident. But I would have heard they just like drive the forklift in front of the thing and then just cut to the next scene and he's dead. You know, I don't need to see him like writhing around for ten minutes inside of the paint box or whatever the fuck it's called. It's just it was like a lot. I was just like, I don't. This is weird. But after that, I liked all this. You know, the subsequent buying out of characters, and you know, like I said, the relationships breaking down and stuff like that. And how, especially the last scene when they're yelling at each other on the line when he comes back with the detectives and everything, and then cuts back to Yafakoto what he said earlier in the film about how they turn us against. And like Kaitel's out of nowhere starts like spewing the N word at Richard Pryor, which is just like what? Like <laughs> it's totally out of left field but it, I don't know it works <laughs> it's a good movie yeah. I love it alright what'd you give it oh I'm sorry I gave it a four okay do you have any others yeah this is my okay I got two more this is my last one okay uh, I got more than JR this week wow huh well no I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, I watched game night <laughs> nice I don't know. Uh, don't know if you guys have heard of this. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Bateman, Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, very competitive couple. They play games. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jason Bateman's uh, older asshole brother shows up back in town. Wants to have a, a really cool game night where someone gets uh, like fake kidnapped and they have to solve the crime. And shenanigans happen, and there's like a real kidnapping, real crime. Um. The setup to this is fun. There are funny moments. 
this is mostly a disposable comedy, but uh, Rachel McAdams in particular is really, really good, really funny. And Jesse Plemons, who is in, it's like in Friday Night Lights. He was in Breaking Bad f- yeah. in the later seasons. He's in The Master. In The Master, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is... He's he's fantastic as a as a cop that no one likes. He's uh <laughs> he's perfect. Um Yeah, it's funny. Is it better than yeah. date night? Oh, great question. I didn't see date night. I really like date night <laughs> Is it actually. Better than date night. Some well, I mean, movie nobody's ever seen. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I saw it. But <laughs> <laughs> Hey, William Goldman saw it. He liked it. So Oh my. Yeah. The the director of this or one of the directors of this is uh one of the kids from Freaks and Geeks. John Francis Daly. Oh, right, right, oh. right. And, uh, From Waiting. Yes. <laughs> there's actually, uh, wow. there are actually some... He, he, direct, he directed other stuff, too. He, he and yeah. the other guy, they're like partners. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan M. Goldstein's the other guy. This is, uh, there are some moments that are more visually interesting than anything needs to be in this movie. They, they oh. kind of make, they're like some establishing shots that make the, the environment seem like a board game, mm. which are kind of cool looking, but... They did the Vacation remake. Good, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? No, I did not. That could be just as good as this. You don't know. Yeah. You're right. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, three out of five. That's, okay. You know, well, I'll blast through these last two. I watched uh, Two Lovers for the first time, which is m- the last James Gray movie that I haven't seen. And uh starts walking Phoenix and Vanessa Shaw and, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Isabella Rosalini and other people. And uh, it's about Joaquin uh, Phoenix is like he's like sort of suicidal after his breakup with his fiance. And, uh, he meets two women at the same time. Essentially. One of them is his father's business partner's daughter. So obviously his parents want him to go with her. One of them is his new neighbor. Who's Gwyneth Paltrow. Who's like also crazy. And, uh, and is attached to a married man played by Elias Cotillas, who knows I fucking love Elias Cotillas. Uh, (laughs) he's great. He's amazing. Um, so, yeah, it's about him, essentially the struggle of him trying to figure out which one he's more interested in. But he's really just, like, pretty much 100% into Gwyneth Paltrow throughout the entire <laughs> movie. But it's basically about him realizing that that's the wrong decision. And, uh, like, and it's really good. Uh, it's the only James Gray film I think I've seen that doesn't really work in a, inside of, a like, a kind of genre. I mean, it's a romantic film, I guess, but it's not a crime movie or a historical thing or anything like that you know so it's not like any of his other stuffs but uh it really really works and everybody in it is fantastic especially joaquin and gwyneth and i don't like gwyneth paltrow at all (laughs) and she's she's quite good in this uh she's brutal and vanessa shaw's really good too i don't really i she's been in a lot of other stuff but i can't like i couldn't picture her in anything but she was an eyes wide shut yeah she was the she was the hooker who ends up having aids so it's lucky that tom cruise didn't sleep with her i don't remember that it being in the movie (laughs) but she was in something else yeah she's been i Uh, I read her i read her imdb and she was in quite a a few things but um who does uh isabella rosalini play joaquin's mother okay she's really good and then the guy there's the i don't know what the actor's name is but he's like a eastern european guy who's who was in we own the night uh, is kind of like a villain, and he he plays his father, and he's really good too. Yeah. So yeah, the whole full thing is just fucking really good. So uh, sweet, gave it a four point two five, and then I watched um, an older movie called The Incident, which is from nineteen sixty seven, and is directed by, wait for it, Larry Pierce, 
and stars Ter- Tony Musanti. You guys know this guy? Tony Musanti? Mm. Well, you might know his partner in this movie, Martin Sheen. It's, ah. a, it's Martin Sheen and Tony Musanti's first film. Tony Musanti's actually in We Own the Night. He plays the chief of police, or the second, like the guy who's right underneath Robert Duvall in that movie. Anyway, um, they're very young. Bo Bridges is in this also, and it's about these two guys, played by Tony Musanti and Martin Sheen, who are just like uh, sociopathic, like street mugger criminals who are just like perpetually drunk and high and want to like beat <laughs> people up and take their shit. And they go on, it's in New York city and they go to uh they go on the subway at like two in the morning and they just, the whole movie is just like them harassing people on the subway for an hour and a half until, <laughs> until finally they've had enough. And there's like a confrontation between some of them and it's, it was really, it was, it was very entertaining. It was really good. It has a lot of problems. I'd say like the, the setup is like way too long. Like they, they show Tony Masanti and Martin Sheen mugging a guy at the beginning, which is fantastic. Like the whole opening, like 10 or 15 minutes is great. And then it, it shows the title card and then it cuts to everybody else who's going to get on the train. And then you're introduced to all these characters one at a time getting on the train. And it's just like, we're so we're, we're away from these two, the two most interesting characters so long that it's just like, you just want to, you want them back. I just want to see more of them fucking with people. And finally they do and you get more than you can handle. And they're just the worst human beings on earth. And they, there's like, and this train is like also the most, um, uh, <laughs> how you'd say this. It's, it's got like every minority on it. So it's got like, so there's like this, uh, there's like a, there's like a middle-aged white family. There's a gay guy. There's a black guy and his girlfriend. There's a younger white guy and his girlfriend. There's two soldiers. It's just like everybody, like a, a microcosm of uh-huh. you know New York City is on this one car, and they're just fucking with them like one at a time. And they like they fuck with the gay guy, and they're calling him a faggot and stuff, and beating him up. And then they uh, there's like a homeless guy who's like drunk and passed out. They're messing with him. People are getting upset and they're saying stuff, but they're like, "What? What are you gonna do?" Ah, you know. And Martin Sheen is like an absolute madman. Like he's screaming and like woohooing and stuff he's 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 insane in this but uh i don't know it's it's pretty it's pretty enjoyable and it's relatively short so it's on youtube if you're interested it's a really good actually uh it's a rip from tcm or no or fox movie channel or something mm. so it's it looks all right and this is a uh, twilight time put this out on yeah Blu-ray. that's right yeah yeah i almost blind bought it when i read about it i'll probably get it now when it goes on sale because 30 dollars is a lot of money um <laughs> Yeah, but that's it for me. So if that's it, let's move on to our deep dive. The Mirror. This is Jonathan's pick from 1975, directed by Andre Tarkovsky. Um, Jonathan, you want to tell us about why you why would you pick this movie? Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I flipped a coin between this and Solaris. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> I want you to watch. You haven't seen either, either of them. So. H- had you seen this before? Oh, yeah, I've seen them all. Okay. You should have picked Solaris. This is the one I've you seen the least. Solaris. You should have uh, picked Solaris. Here's why. It's way longer. <laughs> I was actually surprised how short this was. Yeah. I didn't remember being that short. This movie yeah. was like, I, I was planning on watching it at some point anyway. Not, not that I'm not planning yeah. on watching Solaris. Um, I am, but it's going to be a lot longer now. Now, this is the one I'd, I had seen the least. I've only seen it once before, so. Ah. Wanted to rewatch it, so here we are. Okay. Cool. Well, that was uh, that was a really good, concise description of why you picked it. This is Kevin and and I's Kevin and mine. Kevin and my first time. Yeah, yeah. Kevin and my first time watching this movie. Right. 
So, mm-hmm. Kevin, what did you think about this movie? So, I know there was a pool going around <laughs> about how much I would hate this movie, but I got to be honest. I really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I nodded off. Oh, boy. Like, I don't know, 20 times during this movie. I think I might. I think at one point I might actually have fallen asleep. That's Whoa. brutal, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not here. I'm not out here to hurt any feelings, but yeah, there was just nothing. There was nothing in it that made me like want to keep watching. I was just at a certain point. I was like, okay, this is like one of those kinds of movies. So <laughs> it was one of those kinds of movies. Yeah. You know, that just goes Fuck this art house trash. <laughs> well, it just keeps going from one thing to the next and then to the yeah, next. So it and makes it interesting. Yeah, it's not a uh, not a traditional <laughs> plot structure here. Just kidding. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty sparse. Yeah, um, pretty sparse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah, I just yeah, I was just sitting on my couch watching it and like trying to stay awake, and <laughs> it just it was it was not happening. I uh, uh, <laughs> I watched this movie twice this week um, because the first time I started it at midnight on like Tuesday night or eleven on Tuesday night. And that was not a great time to watch this no, movie. Right. So I, I found my, I didn't fall asleep, but I found myself very distracted and watching it on Thursday morning was a, a better time. Hmm. And this is your first time seeing it since VHS. Yeah. Since VHS in 2009. Wow. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. I, uh, I remember really liking it in 2009. I, uh, I spent a lot, I spent like maybe, 35 minutes on uh when on my first viewing this week trying to remember like how i felt about it and trying to remember what happens in this movie which is a really bad way to watch this movie because it's not about what happens um (laughs) and this is really uh a movie where you're just kind of supposed to go i think you're just supposed to go with the flow let it wash over you it is you know there's a lot of there's a lot of visual beauty there's a lot of like literal poetry being recited mm-hmm. um it's, like, it's definitely yeah. like a, mo- a mood piece so sitting there trying to figure out what's going on and trying to interpret everything you see i think is really not a good way to to go through this but i can see if you're just like what the fuck is going on why is he showing me this stuff then i can see that being frustrating as well it's like the equivalent of like an ambient album <laughs> I that's, that's the way I feel about it. I don't know. It's really you put it on so you can chill. No, I mean just yeah. <laughs> you can put it's it on to study. Re- yeah, study beats, <laughs> right? It's just really slow and yeah, disjointed, well, right? Yeah, and, and Kevin, you said it's like it's one of those movies, but I, I I would say I can't think of another movie like this where it's it. I I can think of other movies with weird disjointed structures that don't have much plot, but. I really think, uh, like, this is meant, it almost feels like this is meant to, like, simulate memories right. or, or just someone, like, traveling through his own memories, uh, like, kind of close to the way, like, we just experience yeah, the yeah. thing, like, we just, like, randomly recall shit, and yeah. so we just kind of move through that, um, and I can't think of any other movie that deals with memories in that way. I really, yeah, I I really got that whenever, uh, like, the Spanish guy is in the apartment and just, like, yelling about the story, like, mm-hmm. yeah. ye- yell telling the story. And uh, and it, then it cuts between, like, the Matador, 
and it's like yeah, you're like your brain would do that you know you would like oh i remember that story when i was a kid and then your brain would like put in like you know place in like actual images of what you've seen of my brain always cuts yeah. the stock footage yeah, every exactly. time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like that's where you really get that feeling of oh this is a dying man telling us or you know remembering his life or whatever uh, yeah hmm. what do you think about it i uh was not into this really i'm sorry <laughs> i uh <laughs> i i i i mean like i put it on and i was really loving i love the first scene when like yeah the stutterer like yeah gets yeah. hypnotized or whatever <laughs> that that uh that well, shit's cool what that actually uh lay it on me man that reminded me of lynch oh really like like his short films kind yeah <laughs> it was kind of just the way we cut like this kid turns the tv on and we cut to something really strange mm-hmm. that doesn't appear later we don't really know what it means and we've just it's very like what happens on that screen is very strange and yeah. it's also like the weird purposeful production shittiness of it like where how you can see the the, the shadow mic. of the boom mic <laughs> and like yeah. it's clearly meant to be there it's it's like in the, well, the guy's looking the at the camera yeah. a lot too yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. Like a documentary it's, almost it that that just had a weird quality that, that reminded me of lynch and maybe that's just because we've been talking about no, that's fair i mean i yeah. i could see that i just not that, that i just liked it because it's like I don't know. It's like something interesting. It was like just an interesting thing that happened, and you know, it's like a real person. It seemed like, and I was like, "This is cool." Uh, and then it cuts to the whole that opening scene with the guy from Stalker and the amazing uh, wind through the grass thing, which kicked total ass. Yeah, that uh, scene was great. Which yeah. I read that he used helicopters to do that. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, wow. but uh, I didn't know that. I kind of. I thought it was real. Like I, I thought was just, just hoping like, that he was like, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. God. just ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, well, I just read it. I don't. Who knows if it's true or not? You know, yeah. I read it on IMDb trivia. So, um, but after that, I mean, I feel like the um, the the use of stock footage in this feels really like almost like a crutch. It feels like thirty five percent of this movie is stock footage, and it feels like they didn't shoot enough to make a movie and he like just pumped it full of stock footage hmm. to make it into like a feature film and uh, while that's probably not the case I'm, I'm i'm not like saying like tarkovsky's an idiot and he wouldn't shot enough you know? <laughs> oh he didn't shoot enough <laughs> fuck it you know but i'm saying like it just felt that way while i was watching i was like i don't know why i'm why i like i i get the like theme of memory and stuff i just didn't understand why we were seeing certain bits of the stock footage that we were seeing like I don't know. Like the, I mean, it, unless it's just, it is the idea that you're just seeing this, what this man remembers. And he just, he remembers this, uh, crazy balloon chase thing, I, I, which all looked really cool. It's, that was cool. But I was just like, I don't understand what we're seeing this other than it looks cool. Like, I'm not sure what this is getting at. I'm sure it has me. I mean, I, it, I, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm sure it has meaning. I would, I would wait. I would guess that none of the four of us have any, <laughs> historical context right like yeah. it, you know i mean not those... saying that not saying i don't need an explanation necessarily but i just need to like it seems like this movie is be, being that its theme is so like obvious and its plot whereas even though it's not told in a conventional way it's got a pretty like you can pretty much tell what's going on you can say well this you know this is the memories of this guy or this is the story of this old man who is dying and or whatever but it's like if it's so if that's that obvious i would just like like a little bit more 
I don't know, maybe a little bit more information about why we're seeing some of, and like some of the, like the, um, like just like when the lady disappears after he reads the, the letter from Pushkin, like that was cool. And it's very, and that was Lynchian, but like, or mm-hmm. uh, that was Lynch would have like, sound, like he borrowed, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Borrowed from that, you know? Right. But like, I just like, I was like, I don't understand why that lady disappeared. <laughs> Cause she, she had the wrong apartment. <laughs> That's what the, the kid says. Uh, a woman, a woman came, but she had the wrong apartment. Right. Uh, so she vanished. Yeah, that <laughs> that whole scene, I have, I have no idea what that means. It. There are a couple of scenes that that don't have that I can't find a rational explanation for. That's one, and the other one is uh, when the mother washes her hair. Yeah. And then yeah, it yeah. seems like the the apartment starts like crumbling. just flooding and crumbling that was amazing that it was, was amazing. Yeah. Slow it was incredible that really, <laughs> that really ruled. i just thought that was like a vision like a hallucin- hallucination or something like almost like a dream you know yeah it mm. probably was i just yeah i shouldn't i don't know what it means no yeah either but yeah. he's I, got a thing with water that's pretty like well yeah known. tarkovsky and water the the thing everything. about <laughs> the uh, the other thing i found confusing and like kind of frustrating was the the woman who's in it the the central female character who's like she's playing multiple parts yeah yeah she's playing uh the mother and then later the the wife yeah maybe and I she just... has a, a few different names they right call her, exactly, they call her yeah. Mush, like musha Matka, Masha? marushka uh yeah. or Ma, Ma, one of those uh, maria Masha. Yeah. it's Ma- like m-a-s-h-a and then yeah m-u-r-u-y-s or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i found that really frustrating because it's like i i had a hard time figuring out like okay which version of this lady are we looking at now even though I know that when she's with the kids, she's one. I, I then, think uh, <laughs> I don't know. all of those M.A. names are the same person. Yeah. And yeah, but they kept Natalia saying you look, they kept is, saying like you look exactly like what's her face, and they would show her pictures. Well, yeah, of in her in and, the in like the sixties one, it's a different. That's Natalia, right? Who's I would like have, a wife. I, that's why I guess that's what I'm saying. I have trouble determining whether we're in the sixties or in the thirties or in the forties or. And that's like probably because he doesn't he doesn't consistently yeah. use the <laughs> black or white or right, color exactly right. Yeah. He doesn't mark anything. There's like no like there's no way to tell necessarily. It's not like he's you know suddenly we're in the past and you know that because look at the old car. It's like we're in the right. woods and yeah. shit. See, like, like, at the same, at the same like, time, like I, I want to defend this, but I agree with you. But mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, that would defeat the entire purpose of the memory idea if it's just like linear and it's everything's described, your memory doesn't work like that. It doesn't have to be linear, but I mean, I understand the memory doesn't yeah, work that way, but I'm just saying like, yeah, as an, I, and yeah, that's, and that's fine. Like, I, I'm not saying it doesn't work as an experimental it might be cheap. film. It might be cheap, like a cheap way of doing a film. It's like, no, oh, I'm not saying that either. You just do whatever the no, fuck I'm not saying that either. But I think all, like, all, I mean, all experimentation is yeah. kind, kind of cheap, but it's yeah. like, but it's like, <laughs> I just feel like it's, it just it's not that it doesn't work it just doesn't work for me yeah like i just don't yeah. like and it's the same thing with stalker like the first time i saw stalker i felt the exact same way i was like this movie is ridiculously over the top pretentious and i think i feel like there's nothing there, behind it, it and then i rewatch yeah. it and it's like yeah you just like oh there's actually a lot going on here i just didn't realize it yeah, at yeah. first because there's a subtext and you know yeah. i was he, he an did, idiot when i saw this movie i'm probably this, an idiot now this movie more than any of the other films like i feel like he walks the line of pretentious like he he is uh, he's walking the tightrope on this, <laughs> but I did I, I enjoyed a lot, and watching it a second time really didn't help uh, figuring anything out. And apparently, like reading about it, there's a lot of like, um, 
Russian history going on in this movie. Right. And I, like you said, like we have no con, I have no idea what. Yeah. I read about the, uh, on, on Wikipedia, it said that the whole, the whole sequence with the Spanish people has to do with yeah. something that happened in the Spanish civil war with the Russians I, or something. Yeah. And I had no idea. Yeah, about I don't that. know. And they're, they're, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, they talk about, um, you know, when, when the mother and son like go over to that other woman's house, they talk about like yeah. occupation I assume by the Germans that they just like kind of mention historical references that I, I just they don't talk know. about Chekhov and Dostoevsky also. Yeah. 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 So there's like multiple like Russian literature references and mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's a lot going on to, uh, feels like if I were like a genius, I'd probably get it. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand this film. It reminded me, you know what it reminded me of actually? And I say, I say this cause it really, it doesn't, it doesn't remind me of it at all except for the pretentious factor. There's an episode of Frasier where Frasier says, I'm oh, going, damn it. I'm going to see, uh, <laughs> he says, he says, I'm going to see, uh, I figure what it's some German film. He's, and I can't remember the name. It's like Der Affenstuhl or something. And he's like the whole, it's, it's a whole film about a family told from the perspective of their fireside stool. It's <laughs> like, that's something like Tarkovsky would do. Like he'd make a movie from the perspective of a piece of furniture. <laughs> like, <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> this is that's what this feels fair. like. That's so I, fair. I don't, <laughs> I, I hate the word uh, pretense or pretension. Oh, I don't. That's not fair. I don't hate it, but I, <laughs> I just want to make sure we're not like misapplying it. I feel like Tarkovsky seems to be like legitimately interested in questions about time and memory, and I don't feel like he's given us like a lot of bullshit. I don't think he's like pretending at anything. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. more like people that are like this is my favorite movie of all time. They're likely yeah. more pretentious than, <laughs> right, than Tarkovsky's right. being. Um, Cause I, I do think he did something here that was like really important to him. And uh, yeah, he probably, just, he probably just aired like, a, yeah, he just aired, aired all of his shit. Yeah. It's like, uh, right. <laughs> and, and I, I think they got a little kid that looks like him. Yeah. Like that kid looks like and like he cast like the old woman <laughs> is his mom. Yeah. And like the poems that he, they're reading are his dad's. Mm. His uh, dad is reading them. Yeah. 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 It's and th- and that kind of makes it hard to have it's hard for me to have like a personal connection to this movie because it is so clearly one man's uh, emotional stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like watching this um at least from like the first scene I was like uh you know like um I can see some influence from Ingmar Bergman like you know looking looking back at like you know the past and family and stuff like that and it's funny like Bergman I think I'm pretty sure he said like his favorite living director was Tarkovsky so like I I can see like I think that Bergman would probably watch the mirror and be like I wish I could fucking do that because yeah. like, because like, you look at like uh, Wild Strawberries and like, um, you know, some some of his like later '60s stuff, like Hour of the Wolf, and like it's pretty esoteric, but it's nowhere near like as far-reaching as as the Mirror. So, but it, like, I can see like a lot of like similar themes of like looking back at your childhood and stuff, and you know. So I have uh, after we do our ratings, I have something related to what you're saying. But we have to we have to do the ratings first, and not, okay. we don't do the ratings now. Just, he said, uh, uh, "Oh, I read that he wanted to cast BB Anderson in this as the woman, which is oh really? Yeah, 
That would have been pretty awesome. I love BB, but I also I really like I like the woman that played both these parts. I like her I, too. I wish I remembered her name. Yeah. Uh, I have I have the webpage open. <laughs> I can read her name. Uh, Margarita Terakova. Terakova. Yeah. See, that was a pretentious very accent because I have no idea how to say Russian. Very things. Russian. Yeah. Um, oh, she, she's uh, great in both parts. The uh, Andre Rublev poster was weird. Yeah, because yeah. That was the shit. What are you talking about? Well, because, <laughs> because I was like, "Are we? What reality are we in here?" If like I like, because I was just I was under the impression that we were watching a an entirely fictionalized film, but mm-hmm. in this fictionalized film, the director of that film has directed another movie inside of this film, inside right. the reality of this film called Audrey Rublev, which we see the poster for, and his name is on the poster. It was really weird. Uh, I also, I, the kid's name, I don't know if you caught this. At one point, they called him Markov. Did they really? Yeah. I don't know if it was that, the, the actual kid or the or one of the other kids, but they called him Markov, hmm. who's the uh, name of the, the commander of one of his magic decks. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Markov. Uh, Edgar and his brother Soren Markov. <clears throat> uh, the head pulse was disgusting when the guy jumped on the grenade and then he like there was like the shot of his head pulsating that was awesome was disgusting <laughs> uh, i'm smelling a five out of five here for what about the uh the scene know. the scene where uh masha will say uh she like realizes that masha, she's made masha, a, masha. She's, she's made a mistake <laughs> she like rushes to like where she works oh to, yeah like, the oh yeah, thing. yeah and yeah. then like her friend liza is like comforting her and then all of a second she just like flips and starts just like tearing masha down and yeah. like makes her start crying and shit and then Masha runs out of the room, and then Lysa's, like, trying to be nice to her again. Yeah. It's... That was, uh, it was a very strange scene. Uh, I liked all the acting in the scene, but I had I could not... It, like, there clearly had to be, like, some weird history between yeah, the, uh, yeah. Liza and Masha that we just don't know. And so yeah, cause it, like, it makes it, like, a like the scene with no context. It's just odd. I'm sure it's yeah, mirroring like, some socio political shit the mirror mirror. yeah i mean seriously right yeah (laughs) well it's funny too because like i thought i don't know how but at this point in the movie i had somehow gleaned that like her husband was dead and then this other woman saying like no wonder your husband left you he he put up with you longer than yeah 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 it's like wait a minute (laughs) did we see hitler's corpse in some of the stock footage I think so. Was that Hitler? But I mean, it couldn't have been Hitler because there is no footage of Hitler's corpse. No, no, no. Right. But it, like, it looked like Hitler, and there's like um, a picture of Hitler on top of him. Huh. And I was like, is that supposed to be Hitler? I don't it's wild stuff. I wasn't sure what to make of that. Like, yeah. does does every did every German official that died during World War II have like a funeral with Hitler's picture above them? Maybe it was like on him. He was like dead in rubble. Yeah, I don't know. They, like, set a picture on him. I was like, is that supposed to be Hitler? Because I don't. I'm pretty sure there's no footage of Hitler's body. Yeah, I don't think so. Because it's like a big thing. Like, did Hitler actually die? You know? Yeah, yeah. I like the uh, the the biggest the biggest pro for me is the poetry by Arseny um, Tarkovsky. I really like his poetry. I liked it in Stalker so much that I went on and bought his books, and uh, <laughs> they're good. He's he's a good poet. So, uh, I watched this on Filmstruck, mm-hmm. and uh, it was high quality. It was beautiful. You guys watched this on what? The PirateBay.org. Kino DVD. So yours, yours probably looked decent, right? Mine was a a quote unquote Blu-ray rip, but no, I didn't think it looked that great. Hmm. It looked like a DVD. 
but it didn't yeah. look as bad as he claims the Kino DVD. It looks terrible, which yeah. I believe because Kino puts out some bullshit. Yeah. What about you? I saw it on Prime Video, and it looked pretty bad. Wow. Although, although Prime I, is garbage too, though they put they fuck up their shit too. It's probably oh yeah, just a yeah. DVD rip of the Kino. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though there's, according to Amazon, they have a 4K restoration yeah. of the mirror by Kino available for probably you know entirely too much money. But uh, yeah, what's the bummer? I, f- I feel like one of the easiest things to appreciate that about this movie is just how beautiful it is. Yeah, especially it's good looking, all mean. all the color scenes. Uh, like the ones set in the thirties at least are just like perfectly lit. I think there's a lot of natural light. Mm. It's like even just like a kid flipping through books. Like, I don't know if you guys remember just like the scene of, yeah. on the pages yeah. or just like, yeah, yeah. It's just so wonderfully, like it looks awesome. And we're just looking at a fucking book. The burning barn. Um, yeah. Yeah. All the, even on the shit DVD looked right. Fire stuff was awesome. Yeah. That mirror Blu-ray is uh region B only UK. Oh, okay. And got to get that region free player. Know, right. right. But they do have a nostalgia is out on Blu-ray. Right. In the States and the sacrifice. I would, um, uh, this is on Filmstruck and Criterion has released, you know, several of his movies. Yeah. Hopefully they get around to the, the mirror soon. Put out something. That would be cool. Yeah. Worth our time. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> stalker. Fuck stalker, right? No, I meant like the, as far as transfers of the, no, I'm the kidding. mirror go. I'm kidding. Calm down. I, I, I need them to release Andre Rublev on blue. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. I, like DVD, DVD is dead. Like, let's get over it. You know? I don't, and I don't think they put I think Ivan's Childhood was only on uh, DVD also. Mm, sure? I have the... I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was released on blue. Okay. It's on blue. I have a copy of it, and oh. it actually looks really great. Yeah, it's on blue, dummy. <laughs> Sorry. I <laughs> guess, <laughs> guess I'm, I'm just, just the idiot that bought it on DVD for whatever reason. Yeah. I bought it on DVD as well. It's twenty seven ninety nine right now. A year later. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's like I did the same thing with, uh, with two movies. I bought um, Belle du Jour on DVD, not knowing that it was also on Blu-ray already Ugh. and i also did that with uh identification of a woman mm. bought the dvd fucking piss you watch that yet <laughs> yeah i haven't watched uh no i haven't watched identification mm. i've seen belle Jour multiple times mm. i love Boonwell, and i really like i really like the really, guys I, in it what's the what's the guy's name tell her that you like Boonwell at all oh yeah in that one that's uh <laughs> that, the, the crazy a french guy yeah right? yeah yeah He's been in other stuff too. Oh, he's he's in a uh, Pasolini's film, uh, Porcile, 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 Porcile. Pig, pork. What, what, yeah, what I think it's pig. Pig, pig style. Pig style. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's great. Bobby showed me that. I can't remember this. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm out of stuff to talk about. But if you guys have others, or unless we're, if we don't, let's, I don't understand let's, anything else. So okay. Really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, ratings. It's a uh, pickoli. 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 Yeah. No, it's French, so. Oh, okay. I don't know how you do that with a French accent. Picoli. 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 Spanish. Ratings? Uh, Kevin first. Well, yeah, let's go, <laughs> with, let's go with the people that don't like it. <laughs> right. Uh, two. 2.75. Damn. Okay. Um, This is my fourth. This is like it, my list of Tarkovsky movies. It's four of seven, right in the middle. But uh, this is the kind of thing where I just like I don't I know I don't I don't understand it, but I also just don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. And so while it's not my favorite, it's uh it's a five out of five. Wow, 
I just like I can't. Damn. There's just like nothing to complain about. Jonathan thought he was the Tarkovsky head over here. Yeah. He he still can be. No, no I'm he not. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has four Tarkovsky films that are five out of fives. Uh, four that are five out of fives. Which you clearly Rublev do. is five. Yeah, Solaris is a five. Soccer's a five. Oh, okay. Well, um, that's three. Nostalgia. Those Nostalgia. are my those are my same three. Not just like a well, four. I, what about Ivan's Childhood? That's uh, like a four. Maybe I haven't seen it in a few years. Yeah, I mean, there's. Nostalgia is probably actually like a three and a half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but it's, I mean, it's, right, right, right. I, I he's not like, in Russia I didn't anymore. love nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nostalgia uh, is my seventh. It's at the <laughs> yeah. bottom of the list. Sacrifice? Uh, Where does, where's the sacrifice? Sacrifice is right above it. Yeah, same here. Right. It, they're just okay. not good. Um, they are good. What's number one, JR? They are good. Four, four and a half out of fives. Uh, <laughs> number one is, is Stalker. Oh, I need to rewatch Sacrifice, actually. And I need to, I need Too bad to rewatch. you gave me your Blu-ray. I did give you. Yeah, I need to rewatch Andre Rublev. I haven't too. seen that in a long time. I haven't seen it since yeah. the first time we watched it. Mind blowingly good. Um, mind blowing. It's too long. No, long enough. It's really long. The third act is. All of his movies are too long. Ivan's childhood's like ninety minutes. I haven't yeah. seen it. It's really, it's really good. Yeah, so I've heard. Mm. What about the steam plow or whatever the fuck it's called? The first one. That's also the violin steamroller steam on the violin. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. I like that. Yeah. I like I that one's like, like fifty minutes, isn't it? That one's like really short. Yeah, it's a short. Right? They they used to have that at the Banner's Library. Uh, I wonder if they still do. Maybe it's but, not. Is it? It's on Filmstruck. Is it not? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Because okay. I'm pretty sure it's a it's a feature on Ivan's Childhood. The Blu-ray is it? Isn't it? <laughs> is it? I don't have the Blu-ray. I don't know. Uh, what you think of? I think uh, it is. I think it is a special feature. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> what you think? Uh, his version of the Killers. Uh, that's actually my least favorite of anything ah, he's done. Okay, but it's also like a, a student movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I for, I forget. Well, THX eleven thirty eight was a student movie, and that's probably the greatest thing Lucas has ever done. Yeah, that's fair. That might be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a really good student. Yeah. <laughs> well, did he write Empire? No, uh, I think Empire. Oh, he probably Kasdan had like wrote a, Empire. Never mind. Yeah, God. and Ir- Damn. Irwin uh, Kirshner directed Irvin it. Kirshner. Yeah, Irvin. That's, give us your damn rating. <laughs> Two and a half. <gasps> I was like, just kidding. Four and a half. Four and a half. I like. I just don't really understand a lot. I wish I did. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would help a lot. Right. Yeah. Russian history. Need to go take some courses. Come back and watch this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to put out a book about this movie and so I'll, I can read it. Yeah, and yeah. also it, it looked like shit. I I, I want to see it really well done. That's not really the movie's fault. I know, but like, yeah. God, the DVD looked bad. Yeah, that sucks. All right. Um, oh, hold, oh, before oh, before oh. we go, I wanted to give some some numbers here. Do it. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, if you guys use checkmovies.com. You, no. you know about that? No. no. But it, it's a uh, it's a place where people can make lists, and they have uh, these they have these things called official lists, where there's like uh, you know people have put up uh, like the sight and sound poll, and they put out um, they they shoot movies, don't they? That like thousand and one movies, or Steve Schneider's a thousand one movies to see before you die. This is um, on that list. This is on all those lists. The mirror is on that list. Oh. The mirror. I just want to tell you guys uh, on the sight and sound. Uh, like they do this poll every decade. They do one with directors and one with critics. Mm. For the critics poll in 2012, it was the 19th best movie of all time. Mm. On the directors poll, the ninth best movie of all time. 
it's been on every it's been in every version of Steven Schneider's A Thousand One Movies to See Before You Die, which I think he he like Damn. He just republishes that shit every year and just adds like whatever was good the from the previous year. Right. You know, he always like takes off real important movies to just add whatever was popular uh, <laughs> or won an Oscar from the year sure. before. Right. Uh, but the mirror has been in every version of that, I think. And uh, the they shoot pictures, don't they list uh, is a guy or a team of, of people that like they compile like almost 2000 different individual critics lists into uh, a list of the thousand, I guess, most critically acclaimed movies of all time. And, this is number 29, and Andrei Rublev is 27. Why, why, what is, what's, what's your point? I just, I think it's insane how lauded this movie is. Isn't it? And it surprises me. That, that feels like what the pretension article we were talking about, or I mean, pretentious article, the pretentiousness uh, well, yeah, and, and, piece right, that we were talking right. about earlier. And, well, right? and yeah. you know, Kevin brought up, like, it seems like Bergman wanted to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. I am guessing that a lot of directors have looked at this movie and said, <laughs> I want to be able to do that, which is why it's the ninth. Yeah. Right. Their, yeah, their yeah. ninth favorite movie. Um, like, I, I think it's I, crazy that this is above on, on most of these lists, This, or at least on the sight and sound list, it's above every other. Um, it's above Stalker. It's above Solaris. It's above Andrew Rublev. It's because it's so personal. Like, I mean, who else has mm-hmm. done a movie that's this personal? I would actually ask. Yeah, I'm actually asking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like this is like crazy personal. <laughs> and I'm giving it a five out of five, but it, this doesn't feel like a movie that this doesn't feel like a movie that should go in most people's top ten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's my point. Okay. I give it a four and a half, and I, I don't even know if I like it. I, it's like, I, I really, I mean, I, I like parts of it, but it's like it's one of those things. Like it's like I don't even I feel wrong rating this. It feels weird rating yeah, this. That's fair. Like, it reminds me like, of uh, okay. like when I talk to my. The, our philosophy professor and I talked to him about the turn horse. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, "Did you like it?" And he was like, it's not, "I don't know if you really like like the movie or not. You just kind of watch it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I appreciated things about it, you know. So I feel yeah, like, it's the perfect explanation. It's I like, do appreciate this movie. I appreciate what he's trying to do, and I think it looks good. And uh, there's parts of it that are really cool, but yeah. overall, if I'm rating based on my subjective outlook on the world, this is a two point seven five, and it can't go higher. Until uh. I rewatch it, <laughs> when it, when it'll, uh, when I rewatch it on the big screen with the two K uh, Criterion restoration, and then I'll give it a five out of five. Life changing. It's the stalker, <laughs> the stalker uh, narrative. So. Right, right. <laughs> but anyway, we have no feedback this week, um, so that's going to be it. Thanks Bye. for listening. Goodbye. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a movie yeah, to say, John. don't I? <laughs> I was literally ready to just end the podcast right there. Now, John, JR, that is, is not going to be here next week. Is that correct? I am going to be here next week. You are going to be here. Unless I'm not invited. No, you're invited. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be here? Yeah, I'll be here next week. That changes week. everything. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I, I have a list of films. Uh, I will not be here the week after. Okay. okay. I have a list of films that are just for the three of us if you're not here. And I have a list of films that are if you're here. I'm like, going to need to hear all feels these. like discrimination <laughs> of some kind. Uh, it's it not discrimination. It's just that I can name like movies. Like, down movies. For no, us? they're not <laughs> dumbed down. They're just movies that he's seen yeah, things I've seen. Uh, just right, things that right. he's seen. There are things that he hasn't seen that you also have not seen gotcha. that I have. Okay. And they're not many, but <laughs> they do exist. Read them off. No, I'm not going to read them off. I'm just going to pick one. And that's the one. Well, we're he might do. watch it. 
what do you mean? Might watch one of the movies that's on the that's list. That's okay. Then that movie goes away. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and I might even be wrong about some of the movies that he might have actually seen some of these or just not on his letterbox for whatever reason. you watched Julian Donkey Boy yet? <laughs> no. No, I did not. <laughs> don't Don't watch it. I don't want to. I'm going to make you watch it. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. Well, now he's going to watch it. So no, that's no, no, not no. even on my list. I'll so. accept that threat. I will not watch that until you make <laughs> okay. it. Yeah, I right, will good. accept the good. threat. Okay. Here's what I'd like. Here's what I'd like for us to watch. That's really between two. <sighs> now let us choose. Let you choose. Yeah, come on. But it's his pick. It's my pick. Yeah, let us I didn't argue with your <laughs> the mirror pick. If you let me choose, I'd have probably told you you should choose Solaris because. It's the only way I'm ever going to watch that thing. Two and a half fucking hours. <laughs> I think it's longer than that. It's like 240, I think. It's yeah, close yeah, to yeah. three, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, definitely It's not over 245. Uh, it might, it it's might 246. Even, it might be 250. No, I'm not going to bet you. Cause I, I don't remember, <laughs> but... Let's see. Solaris, 72. Steven Soderbergh. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's 160. 66, so it's oh, it's one minute over what I said it oh, was. Wow. Hey, you were right. On 246. Yeah. On Letterboxd, it says 167. <gasps> Who was right? I, thought I don't know. This is Wikipedia. It's so. the director cut. 250, right. 250 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it won the Fresby Prize for, 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 for Prezi. For Prezi. Ski. For Presky. I don't know how you say that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Russian can. You're stalling. I'm not. <laughs> 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 Have you seen talk radio Oliver Stone's film with Eric Bogosian no we're gonna watch talk radio next week which is directed by Oliver Stone from (laughs) (laughs) from 1989 I think late 80s yeah I've never seen the movie but I remember seeing it in his biography yeah it's it's a good one Uh, we're gonna watch talk radio starring Eric Bogosian from his play so, uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to revisiting this one. I've never heard of this movie. Are you serious? Okay, this is exciting, though. I'm serious, yeah. This is exciting. I'm a big Stone apologist, <laughs> especially for this period of his career, uh, post his Oscar wins. Like, I think all of his stuff up to and including, say, Nixon are excellent. I never saw U-Turn, though, to be fair. but U-Turn, it's... I don't know. I haven't seen it. But I mean, you you I might wanna, like I, it. But I want to give it a chance. I think the the film of his I would most like to see that I haven't is probably Salvador. Salvador's excellent. Salvador's really good. Yeah, yeah. But I'll bring uh, it if you want. You can borrow it. Okay. I have, a, I have the Twilight Time release. Yeah, I will. I will watch an Oliver Stone movie. Which Salvador's great. <laughs> it's a weird thing for me to say. Personally, <laughs> Talk Radio is like one of my favorite of his films, but it's 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 very good. So I'm looking forward to all of us watching it. You haven't seen it either. No, I've only heard about it. That's excellent. Okay, great. Well, that'll be our pick next week. Uh, We'll be back next Saturday. Yeah? Next Saturday. And uh, we'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening. Do I exist? Oh, I do. I do.